What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up podcast. Season 4, episode 15. My name is Tyler, joined as always by my co-host Colby. Colby, this is it. This is the big one. No, I got plenty of electrolytes on hand, buddy. We're going to need them to get through this one. It's been a while since I've uh, put myself through a marathon of of this degree. Uh, We seem to do it often, but this one feels like it's going to be a little different. Indeed, this one has been long in the making. Some are are saying um, it's been in the making for over three years now. Indeed. I mean, we did something. We did a... Like a big speculation similar to this, uh, maybe like what a year ago. Oh, a long time, I think. But yeah, point stands. But now, information has come out. We are only 13, two weeks away. Thirteen days away. It's crazy. And now we have a lot more material to work with and more things to talk about. So of course that more people to talk about it with. People to talk about it with, of course. You guys will be seeing some some pop-ins, some cameos. Familiar faces, from, if you will. From familiar faces to to welcome back, switch it up to triumph and return to the airwaves. Uh with this probably what we'll attempt to what we are going to be looking at is a monster of an episode here. Uh looking at just a, a just a shit ton of speculation for Tears of the Kingdom story gameplay all I've, sorts of things I've that we've seen in trailers right here so yeah. on <laughs> indeed we we have both i believe at this point we've both pre-ordered right pre-orders done yeah i did mine at gamestop in person which is nice because you, you only have to make a five dollar deposit to hold your spot and then you just pay the rest up front when the game comes out so i yes. currently have five of the 70 still a little, getting used to saying 70 dollars but you know, it's uh-huh, going uh-huh. well to be well worth it from what we've seen so far. But uh, it's only going to be like 30 for your boy because my pro membership for GameStop renewed and I had 60,000 points to redeem, which Holy got me $40 in in-store credit. So I could either get Metroid Prime Remastered for free or take off over half of Tears of the Kingdom. And that's uh sorry. Sorry, dog. I want to play yeah. Metroid Prime Remastered, <laughs> but sorry, dog. Can't do it. Yeah, no, that that's an easy choice, and uh, I'm sure from the the inevitable excitement you will hear in our voices as we continue as we talk about the the stuff we have on tap today, you'll you'll see why uh, we are so ecstatic for this game to come out. So I think that we should just jump straight into it. Uh, I guess we didn't ask though. We got to keep tradition. Colby, how was your day today? How are you doing? Jeez, my day's been um. <laughs> It's been, it's been a long one already, a lot like you. Uh, I didn't, I, I'm usually asleep by like 10 p.m. because, you know, like full-time adult life now. But according to this on Saturday, uh, last night, which would have been Friday, like I just couldn't sleep for whatever reason. Like I was up till three in the morning, which like never happens. And Holy shit. like I needed, um, I tried everything. I took, I, I took drowsy inducing pills, I meditating, whatever, whatever it took, I tried and uh, nothing worked until... Until at one thirty in the morning, I just played Breath of the Wild for an hour and a half until I was too tired and just went to sleep. So I guess that's my, funny enough, the day started with Breath of the Wild. It's peaking here with Tears of the Kingdom talk. It's, we really are in the full swing of things here. Like it's, it's a lifestyle, some are saying. And uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, hit legs this morning, been a, 
I mean, I, I'll catch you guys all up. It's been a pretty hectic couple of days for me as far as like real life stuff goes, but uh, we're not going to have time to get into all that today because hmm. we're going to be here long enough. So, uh, but yeah, Tyler, how are, how are you doing, my friend? I'm I'm just very tired. I I, th- I really do think it's the rainy weather. Yesterday it rained all fucking day, and today it, it's it's not raining, but it's still like all wet and gross. Just taking the life out of you. I got eight hours of sleep. I got plenty of shut eye. I I I had trouble walking on my own two feet today. Like I was, I felt gravity just pulling me into the fucking earth today more than usual. Like I felt like I could I could fall asleep on my feet at any moment. And even so, that drowsiness so, somewhat remains, even though I have some sugar in my system now to try and get me a little a little pick-me-up. But I have a feeling that uh, talking about Tears of the Kingdom will, will perk me juice. right up. It's going yeah, to give you the mo. Yeah, give me the, give me the concoction to uh, alleviate myself of this condition. But did some errands with the, with the GF today. After this, I'm going to have to do a group project that's due on Sunday that I that none of us have even started or met about. Oh, so God, you still have college. You still have when's your when's school over for you? Is this the last week? Uh, May 5th is when my classes end. So okay, uh, I'm done. And like, I, I, I keep yeah, I have. Anything. Well, I, I don't know if that's when classes fully end. I just know that I have my my final final on may 5th so yeah my that's class sort of ended this week which sort of what's up last week with me right now my class anyway. ended the last week of april which feels really early but i'm not complaining i graduate next week <laughs> i graduate literally next week which is okay i've had enough of that um it's time let's let's just get into it so what we have here is on the dock i'm reading it's the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom multi-hour special, which <laughs> is code word for just another normal episode of Switch It Up. Yeah. We have, for about two weeks now, been filling this dock with talking points and speculation and all kinds of things. And I think what we should do is, I think we should like start with our opening question when we bring in our first guest here, and then mm-hmm. we will read off the topics we have listed and just let them pick, and we can just talk about it from there. How's that sound? Uh, that sounds good to me, pal. All right, so let's bring in our first guest. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a quick edit. So when next thing you hear is like, and now we're joined by because I have to type in his username. But mm-hmm. on the back half, on the back half of me adding him and asking him how he's doing, we will uh, pick up from there. So see you guys in about five seconds. <laughs> on to the show one half of the friday night Gamecast, and if you listen to that show you know that not only are they a great show but they also just opened a patreon and start a new series every week so if you have enough content you can't get enough head on over there nick welcome on to the multi-hour zelda special how are you doing today buddy I'm doing fantastic, gentlemen. I am so happy to be here on the show with you guys today. I'm I'm excited for for Zelda. I'm excited for the triumphant return of the Switch It Up podcast, man. And I am not only you know proud to be here, but I'm proud to be in the midst of two soon-to-be college graduates. Is that right? 
Um, <laughs> well, for, for me, I still have... Oh, no. For, well, Colby, you go first, because you're... Uh, yeah, I just said it, but I graduate next week at the time of recording. Okay, okay. I graduate May 7th. Tyler, on the other hand, had yeah, I, to his college. Due to some unforeseen events over the course of my college career involving... Due, 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 to, due to a tough scene. Due, due to a, a particularly tough scene of just scheduling nonsense uh, brought on by a particularly deadly virus. Uh, I have one more semester of college, yeah, actually. Well, so gotcha. de- okay. December 2023 will be my graduation date now. Oh, man. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, but I am happy that the like the end is in sight for you. So, yes. Uh, yeah. We're of nearly course. there. We're nearly the hard work's over. Yeah. Yeah, Nick, glad to have... <laughs> is this the first time you've been on our show? I think so. I think this is the first time because I think like I we've think had you guys on the show well. maybe twice and mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so this is I'm I'm really excited really excited Yeah to this is well this off. is well it's tough to have people on when you don't do a show but long overdue <laughs> regardless well, I mean um, what an what an episode for you to appear oh on God, yeah. however oh, this is yeah. literally of I mean, all episodes you, this is this if is you one had of your them pick, this would have been it so Yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like this is like this is gonna be the premier content that I think all Nintendo podcasts or just Nintendo creators are gonna be putting out this year is the the build up and the hype and then the fallout of Tears of the Kingdom. So mm-hmm. you know, get, being able to be on this episode is just this it's so fun and I I can't wait to uh to be part of it, man. Well, I, I can't t- can't say any better myself. So let's just get right into it. How about that? Let's let's stop dancing around it. Let's dive right into the meat and potatoes. So let's Nick, rock it. Just told our audience, we have a doc here prepared that you can't see, but we can, and it has an opening question, which we'll get to here in a minute, and a list of topics Tyler and I have made and speculated on, and once we get done with the question, we're going to read off the titles of our topics, and you can just pick, and we'll just go talk about it, set it up, and we're just going to go haywire and do what we do best and talk forever. Sounds great. Mm All right. (laughs) Opening question. Tyler, I'm going to toss it to you first because your answer is pretty straightforward. Um, <laughs> does The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild hold up in 2023? And the second question, compared to when you first played it, does it still give you the same positive or negative emotions when you first experienced playing through it? Tyler, go ahead. Yeah, so I was just lazy for the doc. I just figured I would expand upon it in the episode itself. I just wrote yes in the doc right, right. And, and nothing else perfect but i knew i would talk about it more in the doc but, but yeah um um regular listeners will know sort of my situation with breath of the wild is that i don't actually own a copy of it uh it was my bro i played it when it was my yeah, brother's was copy and I, and I didn't have a switch uh and when i got my own i had already beat it so i guess i just didn't buy my own copy for it but you are on record saying it's long overdue and past time so it's it's coming yeah, indeed, it's coming, and you know I still got some some extra Switch money lying around that uh, might be burning a hole in my pocket. But regardless, uh, I mean, yes, obviously it still holds up. It might it'll probably hold up in every year until the heat death of the universe. I would say, <laughs> like this game, this game changed like the entire landscape of of like reviewing and commentating on other open world games because everything is compared to this motherfucking game and for good reason like they it has almost everything it's exactly what an open world game should be where you see something and you can go to it if you think you can do something you can probably do it 
it, it's filled with little details and and passion and you know lore and mystery uh, for all those people who are up with the story and insane fucking mechanics that I see a a new thing on fucking TikTok of someone doing you know a triple backflip bomb triple guardian arrow combo. Uh, discovering a new glitch or some other way to break the game for speedrunners, or, or even just people's like more quaint stuff. Like I saw a clip of someone discovering that you can shoot a beam out of the Master Sword if you're at full health for the first time, and he lost his mind. I've been I've been doing the whistle run glitch. I've been doing the whistle run glitch, and I'm like, I'm amazing. Like I, get <laughs> I am the best player in <laughs> the world. The best. But I mean, yeah, I. When I was home and I played it briefly again, uh, and just it sort of invokes the feeling that returning to like Minecraft after a bunch of after a, you know a few week or month or year hiatus, and I'm hearing like, oh, the, good you're still great yeah and and hearing the music come in as I'm just you know trotting around in the fields during a rainstorm, it it's just it's like fuck I'm I'm happy again like that's all it takes it's right <laughs> there and I'm and I'm smiling ear to ear. Uh, playing this game again so yeah, yeah it, this game is gonna hold up I'm, I'm interested to see the like different like if tears of the kingdom gives off a significantly different vibe when playing it as far as like the tone I, goes yeah as far as like just you know you're walking around the world is it gonna get have that same breath of wild feeling or have they somehow you know made it new and different uh obviously they've made it new and different but i mean just like I'm sure will there still it. yeah will there still be moments of just like Peace those simple wa- simple serenity or will it just be bad shit there's so much shit happening around you there's rocks falling from the sky there's Ganon enemies everywhere the yeah but yeah this game is gonna hold up pretty much forever or at least in our lifetime it'll probably hold up in every single year so yeah even yeah, on that, the outdated hardware you can play it on it's crazy it's indeed crazy yeah so that's that. That's my opinion on it. Take it away, bud. So, does Breath of the Wild hold up in 2023 compared to its release in 2017? I would say yes, but I would say that that it does compared to other Nintendo games. Um, when you're comparing Breath of the Wild to like other more modern titles that are you know released on modern platforms, unfortunately, the Switch just has limitations that Nintendo either refuses or just chooses not to shore up by, you know, producing new hardware. Um, And I think that they have a plan. They have a strategy. I trust Nintendo corporate to the extent that they're going to do what's best for them on their own timeline. And that's okay. For Breath of the Wild specifically, it is an experience. It is a game like Tyler was getting at. Like it is, it is an almost religious experience being Link in that world and walking around and the the sound design. I, I specifically did a, a Breath of the Wild episode with uh, on the on the Fireside Talks on my show, and I made a very specific point of talking about how integrative the sound design is into your experience like you're riding a pono across the fields of hyrule and central hyrule and you crest a hill and all of a sudden you see the sunrise over like the over the mountains and then like they start playing like piano softly and like it's just it's beautiful and there's there's no way that you can dispute that whether you're we're talking about that game in 2030 or or you know 2017 so i think it does hold up but i i do believe that kind of what Tyler you were driving at towards the point of like I wonder how different Tears of the Kingdom is going to be compared to Breath of the Wild 
my biggest worry is that they are going to be re reusing so many assets because of the hardware and system limitations that some of the more mundane activities that you're going to be able to do as a link is, is going to feel very, very similar. However, I think that based on what we've seen and based on previews that people have done, because folks have already got their hands on it, they've already done it. I mean, we're, what, two weeks out from the actual launch date, May 12th? Just log and, off all social media. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that from what I've heard people who have played it is that um, – you know, from sound and the actual gameplay and the feeling of traversing as Link in this world, you're going to be very used to a lot of the similar elements that you got in Breath of the Wild. You're going to be hang gliding in between the Sky Islands, and you're going to have to be managing your stamina bar to make sure that you can get on top of wherever you're trying to go. But I also think mechanically they're going to do just enough different that Hyrule is going to feel like a completely different world this time around, especially because of some lore stuff that we're probably going to get into later, like the upheaval and what that means for Link's relationship with Ganondorf and, and Zelda specifically as well. And I think that that the, the premise, the idea that we were introduced in the third trailer of this game has got me hyped more than anything about like it's it's creating more questions than we got questions that we got answered in Breath of the Wild. So it's so cool that we get to get in that space where we're exploring an entire new space and we get to be Link again in this world. I mean, yeah. I mean, what, what else could I really add? This is why we. This is why we bring him on the show, folks. Jesus, like, what do we? What do we even do? He's professional, <laughs> yeah. and we're just yeah. here. But I appreciate I, that. <laughs> yeah, of course, no, you're, you're fantastic. Uh, yeah, this with, without a reasonable doubt, does this game hold up in 2023? I mean, I was playing it three in the morning today. So, I, what else do you want me to say? But uh, listen, I'm not going to pretend like I I play a ton of video games. Like for a video game podcaster, I, I play way too little, but. I haven't played a game that's better than this one, in my opinion, since it came out. Like, I just haven't. Um, whether it's Odyssey, like, Final Fantasies, God of War, like, I just... A game that... It had, it, nothing has done it for me on the level this game has. And, you know, you're making the point of, like, a lot of the things are going to feel similar from Breath of the Wild. And, like, I'm personally, I'm, like, I'm pumped because, like, yes, please, just give me, like, more of that and just, you know, yeah. whatever else they add on. But... Yeah, I, I obviously like I have nostalgic towards this. I have personal feelings towards Breath of the Wild, but I really don't think a game has I don't think a better game has come out since twenty seventeen and you know, that's obviously up for debate, but that's how I feel. So I'm I'm more than pumped that we're finally here. Like like now now that it's been now that it's like right here, it feels like oh dang, like it's we actually haven't waited that long, but it's been like six years in actuality. So mm -hmm. maybe, I mean, we survived a, a global pandemic during this game's development, so we did. Yeah, um, I think I think that we got some great stuff there. Um, but yeah, I'm ready to. Ty, you want to get into some of this um, these topics here? Let's read them off to our guest uh, here. Yeah, and we can pick. Yeah, we all can right. Pick where we go. All right, gents. It's it. The take your gloves off. It it's time to fucking. It's, it's time come, to check into the in. insane asylum. It, it's time. To, it's time to check <laughs> into the to to the ward, and and we are about to get into this. So, uh, Nick. Uh, he, I'm gonna read off the topics. You just you just choose one, uh, whichever one you want. We'll we'll start with Let's that. Go. So we so we have where we left off. So that'll be sort of just general. That's more of a general one, you know. Uh, maybe talking about the beginnings of this game and how uh, the end of Breath of the Wild connects to the beginning of Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, next one is the Death Mountain Riddle, because this is something that has inter that interested us a lot in the trailers with just you know the. The visual of Death Mountain being erupting with malice and, and what that could mean for the game. Uh, we have Ganondorf and Zelda, 
So just sort of the implications of their roles in this game, uh, as well as uh, Demise and Hylia. Uh, we have Out with the Old, question mark. So what could be returning from uh, Breath of the Wild to Tears of the Kingdom, uh, as well as uh, Mechanics and Such, uh, which is kind of what it says on the tin, just you know what you should uh, expect from mechanics and gameplay elements uh, from this game and how it could be similar or different from Breath of the Wild. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to lean on you guys a little bit for some of those, but I would like to talk about, I'd, I'd like to jump into the topic of Zelda and Ganondorf. Is that, that's, that's one of the ones, right? Like, let's, let's just get into it. Let's get into it. We got to do amazing choice. We got to do this right now. All right, You're right. You, you wrote the synopsis <laughs> for this, so I'll let you take it from here and we'll just piggyback off you. All right. All right, sounds good, sounds good. So, yeah, let's let's start with Ganondorf and Zelda because with the story of, of Tears of the Kingdom seemingly going to be happening in the present day, like, like actively happening as opposed to most of the story of Breath of the Wild, which is focused on discovering the big events that happened in the past, mm -hmm. uh, two big variables that have been introduced in this new format are going to be Ganondorf and Zelda. Yeah. Uh you know, they're, they're here, they're in the world, and they could be doing stuff. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like Link will yet again be separated from Zelda in some capacity, uh, but the trailers have suggested that she's still active in Hyrule, not trapped or anything. Uh, new information has made me think differently about that statement, but we'll get into that. Uh, but similarly, Ganondorf has been you know, revived uh, and even had his skeletal body restored somehow. Uh Logic and the gameplay we've seen would lead one to think that he would still be located at Hyrule Castle, considering how it has been raised into the air by Pure Malice alone, but will that he stay there? That was in the first there? trailer, right? That was in the very yeah. first trailer we saw that. Uh, and since then, we saw, you know, his skeletal form, like, was lifting his hands up, so he stays in that form at least a little bit. Uh, he doesn't immediately get restored to his old form. Uh, but the question is, will he stay in Hyrule Castle the whole game, like in Breath of the Wild? Uh, with his control over Malice and the creatures born of it, you know, one has to wonder if he even sees the need to leave when he can spread his will far beyond what his individual body can see. Or perhaps there's something he's trying to do that requires his continuous presence at the castle. Either way, the big question that we're getting at here is, if, how, and at what points will Zelda and Ganondorf relocate around Hyrule during the story? As well as if, how, and in what capacity Link will interact with them if they do move around. So, loaded loaded topic but yeah, loaded topic into. lots to get into uh but yeah we'll, we'll <laughs> let's start on the zelda side because we've seen you know we've been going back and forth between the trailers like does link catch zelda before she falls in does she no. fall in but now we see that she she does fall uh, at the seemingly what we can assume is the beginning of the game or at least upon the discovery of ganondorf's corpse underground uh zelda appears to fall and in the third trailer, we see a light begin to envelop her as she yep. falls into this abyss. So, boys, what are we thinking on Zelda? Where is she? What is she doing in the story? Um, do you want to go, Colbs? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I have a lot of thoughts on this. And I, you know, Zelda famously is, you know, on, on many different iterations of the game, you know, most famously through Ocarina of Time, plays with timelines. Um, and, I, I, and I think it gets a little bit 
weird and metaphysical and there's a lot of conversation you can have like what's the difference between an alternate timeline and an alternate universe and mm-hmm. if anybody knows anything about the trailers and what has been happening in this version of Hyrule uh, y- you start to understand like some of the questions that I'm getting at and why that's important because yeah. I-, I-, I would think that maybe potentially they're working with alternate timeline here and the fact that and, and I and I've heard a lot of people talk about how they're bringing in Twilight Princess potentially into this version of Hyrule and that potentially they were always just the same world and so they're going to lean on the Lord a little bit I also think that there's Zelda has never leaned on internet interconnectivity between its games so the likelihood that they're going to absolutely confirm that that's the case is slim However, mm-hmm. I, I think that the Tears of the Kingdom, the as a mechanic, we've realized that the Tears are these physical objects. We've seen them multiple times around the trailer, particularly multiple times in the third trailer. Um, I yep. think that Ganondorf is centered, like his, his strategy and his goals and his aims are centered around the Tears of the Kingdom. And I think that Zelda... And her connection to the Triforce somehow has has an additional connection to them, but she also might have to control them. And I think that might lead to some type of early game climactic cutscene where she is falling and Link is diving to catch her. And Link's arm gets enveloped by, you know, Ganon's malice. And that's where you see all of the stuff that's happening there. But then, as, as you were saying, Tyler, just to repeat, like, she's falling into this abyss as Link is trying to catch her. And you see her, She one hand is, like, clutching her chest and the other hand is, like, out and it's like curled into a fist and you see it glowing and then energy is like happening and then later on in that episode you see that she's in this like she's in some type of sky castle she's in a cloud and somebody we don't know uh is talking to her and uh, but we we know who it is in real life we'd absolutely know who it is it's uh dimitri blythid you know it's, yeah, it's, the, it's the king of fargus who's talking to her in in the trailer but i um yeah i'm, I'm really excited to kind of learn a little bit more about what is going on with zelda I talked about it with uh, Kelvin and Rob on the Game Duo podcast. I'm thinking that, and this might bleed into some of our other topics that you guys can absolutely delve into as well, but I think that the ending and the, and the defeat of Calamity Ganon, something happened in the usage of the Triforce actually tore a hole in the reality of Hyrule. And I think that is what is causing like all of the issues to happen environmentally. You see like the electromagnetic magnetic spheres of the land literally rise up. And we don't know if that's an effect of malice or we don't know if that's an effect of the use of the Triforce against Ganon. We always know that Ganon and Zelda are intrinsically tied as well as Link. Um, it's just, you know, it's, it's the Holy Trinity, right? But mm-hmm. I, I think that what she is doing and, and what she is going to do in this game is going to be super important and my hope is as a fan as a longtime fan of playing Sheik and super smash brothers i can only pray to to the zelda gods and the director of this game that zelda becomes a playable character later on link fucking dies and then we finish this rest of this game as like a warrior zelda you know what i mean i know this is pie in the sky i know this is crazy but I, i i do think that that would be a really cool interesting prospect to to kind of get into yeah, to quickly piggyback off your point, um, I think what made Breath of the Wild interesting to Zelda fans in particular was how little the Triforce actually mattered in that game. Yeah. Because the only shot we see of it, like obviously there's like, you know, there's a, there's a hint at like when you beat all the shrines and go to like the, or exactly what it's called, but if you fly all the way to the top, like where the, where the monks are, they see the Skyward Sword emblem, or you see the Skyward Sword emblem, there's a Triforce there as well, but the the only time you see it is when Zelda seals Calamity Ganon and she seemingly has all three parts of it, which is, you know, mm-hmm. like 
Uh, we wouldn't be in this problem if that was actually the case. But, yeah, I just... With Zelda and Ganondorf, like, their roles are going to require a lot more narrative from this game compared to Breath of the Wild. Yes. So the game, I think, inherently is going to be more narrative-driven, which could be interesting with the mechan- with how Breath of the Wild played out. But, I mean, yeah, first of all, who could say? But, I mean, there's just so many, like, options and things and routes they can go. Yeah. I, but I think, I think it all stems from how early that first scene from the first trailer happens mm-hmm. i think that's yeah. kind of going to be like the catapult for what we see and what's to come because we do see a, sh- a shot of the of the castle rising and kind of like the sheikah like the kato like them from caprico village like looking over it so like i don't know like maybe it's like a, maybe it's like an early mission it's like a force loss which would be pretty sick like i'd be down for that but yeah, the whole Zonai, Zelda, Ganondorf, whatever's happening, that's going to, it's all going to stem, its importance is going to stem from how early on, like, all this stuff happens, which I imagine would yeah. be in, like, the first two hours, if I had to guess. Yeah. Tyler, what you can pitch in. What do you think? Yeah, so, the, the Tears of the Kingdom, that seems to be, like, Zelda's aim. Or like that is going to be like her role in the story. Because as she's holding, somehow. as she's holding the tear in the trailer, you see the master sword in the back. Now, what we don't know is is that the master sword that's from the, the from the logo that's all chopped up, or is that because that because a new shot came out of Link and Korok Forest, like seemingly wielding a fully restored master sword, which you know that's why I logged off Twitter. But yeah, continue. it's it, well, it we is don't honestly know when those those moments are happening either. So, mm-hmm. it's, but still, it's just enough to be like, I don't want to know. I don't yeah, want to know until I don't I get think my hands I, on it. Like to Tyler's point in the narr- in the little synopsis he gave, then I'll give it back to you, Tyler. But I don't yeah. think I I think this game's gonna be completely opposite in the fact that all the stuff that's taking place is gonna be like act in real time versus hundreds of years ago. So mm-hmm. I think that shot is from a newly restored Master Sword. Hopefully the Deku Tree didn't get like round up or something. Hopefully he's still alive. But yeah, Tyler, go ahead. Yeah, it, it's definitely gonna depend on the placement of the events that we see in the trailers because. Do like does Ganondorf not come back? Like, do we not discover Ganondorf until like what halfway through the game? That, that could be, be annoying. A, that, that would be, be annoying for me. That would be insane if that happened. But there seems to be like so. Like there was that one shot of Link in that one hut with all of like the guardian legs coming up from the ground. Yeah, uh, and he was like in his regular clothes. I don't know if he had the arm by then. He might have, but could have been in a tech lab. Who knows? Yeah. But, you know, there's there's shots of him with the Sheikah Slate. There's shots of him with the Restored Master Sword and shots mm-hmm. of him, you know, with the Malicified, Corroded Master Sword. Yeah. So it's... Sorry, you were saying something, Colby? I was going to say, like, real quick, like, a whole overarching, like, theme we can talk about with all these points is that this game needs to differentiate itself from Breath of the Wild. So I think we're going to get a lot of the new stuff really early, like, in the Sky Islands, the story of the game. Like, yeah. You're not going to be able to explore the Hyrule you know and love until later on i think almost like a great plateau Mm. situation where like okay here's the new stuff of the game now combine that with the old which we can get into with that actual topic but i think that plays for i think that plays for story as well when it comes to this game that would be a pretty great moment like you're in these sky islands for for a while getting the best thing and you finally get to dive to the ground and you set foot in hyrule one dude that would be such a signal right the old man's hut but yeah, so back to back to Zelda since that's what we're talking about. Uh, with her, because because you know we see her with the Master Sword, so it might be her 
it might be her responsibility. It might be her responsibility to like repair the master sword or maybe the, and these tears, we don't know what these tears powers are at all. We don't know what their importance is, but there is a theory that was presented to me by, uh, and, uh, by someone I know who said that Zelda, when she falls at some point, she may have been transported to another time, like to the past. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, complete crackpot theory, obviously. But, you know, with Age of Calamity coming out and, you know, Terrico fucking with the timeline and, ta- you know, time oh, travel already being... so far away from this. Yeah, I know. But, but hey, it's in the canon now. So, you know, it's it's there. <laughs> yeah. And, but that would explain maybe, like, why she's... Why Zelda's decked out in this, like, ancient garb. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be how the Zonai are brought into the story because they were an ancient civilization and there seems to be no trace of them in the, in the present day. Right. And it could also be, uh, it could possibly explain who that one person in the trailer was, the, the dark skinned woman with the orange hair who was decked out in the exact same garb as Zelda. She seemed to be in like the Gerudo Highlands or something like that. Maybe she's one of the hero. I I think so. So, I'm sure you've seen the clips, but people have found like where that is. The characters were standing in certain places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that character, that that woman is on top of the Great Plateau. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by where by where the um, I don't know the name of the shrine, but like the where where you have to cross the bridge and like use magnesis to put the in the cold area. We need the cold resistance. She's actually on the wall of the Great Plateau, like shooting that big beam of light down off the great plateau well, that would make sense because yeah. people speculated that to tie it back to zelda that zelda's at the temple of time that's where she is yeah like, okay. uh, so yeah and do you think the temple of time has become another sky island possibly well here's Just the in thing a different universe here's the thing when zelda and in, in at the very end of the third trailer when zelda's looking up into the sky there are no sky islands in sight right at all which is what makes me that's what that that's exactly what makes me think like it's either another timeline or it's another dimension and it also exactly to your point Tyler the fact that we went through the entire game of the Breath of the Wild they may just got hints of the Zonai I think they knew I think they knew they were smart enough they were technologically advanced they knew it was going to happen with Calamity Ganon and so they took the appropriate measures to take their people out of Hyrule and hide mm. in another timeline or another dimension. And I think that we're starting, and it, and it probably might have been events that they set off is what what's causing this upheaval throughout the the land of Hyrule. And I and I think that that is it just lends that much more credence to the fact that and 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 it's the way that Zelda says in the third trailer, Link, I need you to come find. Just me. Come find her, yeah. And so no we know that, that it, it just the way she said it, it just makes me it makes me feel like. He's not just going to open up a shrine. He's not just going to shoot up higher into the sky to get to her. Like he's mm. got to do something crazy to get to where Zelda is. And and then maybe that's not the end of the game. Maybe that's the midpoint of the game is when, you know, we we get to her and then we return back. Yeah, it's But like at some it's, point It's it's weird. But like at some point wouldn't we need our Zelda assuming she's somewhere else like not in our role? Wouldn't we need her to come back eventually to help fight Ganondorf? Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, there are lines 
that seeming like she is talking to Link. So like she's like, Link, I'm not sure if you'll be able to defeat him. So she's like, her and Link interact in some capacity. I would hate for her to be separated from Link for the entire game again because I I, I I don't know if I can handle that emotionally. Uh, but yeah, that's that's gonna bleed into our other theories about uh, possibly you know Skyward Sword connections demise in Hylia, well, which we'll probably get into. Let me later, toss let me but, toss yeah. one more more quickly while we're dealing with this. So we've said that like Zelda, Gandorf, and Link are like constants in the Hyrule like Zelda timeline, whatever you want to call it. What if like the Master Swords like a, in a similar vein where like Zelda like is transport somewhere else, maybe pack in time, but like with the destroyed master sword and her role is to like restore it. So when link goes to Korok Forest, it's there and it's perfectly fine, perhaps enhanced. Maybe the master sword's like a constant as well in this, in this timeline or universe now that we're in. It's, it's certainly, I can certainly see what you're saying with that. Cause we have, you know, long haired disheveled link, you know, holding the, the destroyed master link. sword seemingly he's seemingly placing it somewhere like on a sky island so maybe he's somehow transporting it to where zelda is so that's that was right like we're assuming it's useless we're assuming it's useless we can't just fuse it to a rock and make a master sword hammer you know that would just be too easy however however the thing the thing about that is is that you like you said in the trailer, it looks like Zelda is holding a fully restored Master Sword. And mm-hmm. the fact that, you know, Link is running around with his corrupted sword and we have this power where we can fuse things to our weapons, it only lends credence to the fact that we're going to fuse something to the Master Sword. And you see in the actual, like, in in, in the in the art, like the key art imagery, you see the Zonai yeah. looking like energy coming out of the Master Sword. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if we're going to get a completely new weapon in this game to fight against Ganondorf. Do you think that that's that's, that's definitely credible? Possible. Definitely possible. That that is very possible. I I think you yeah because there's that like like the runes of the zone. I seemingly finish the blade of the master sword when it goes through the Z in the uh, yeah in in the in the logo for the game. And we have the Ouroboros, which you know that's a whole another symbolism that's a, layer that's of like even, rebirth and like talking about the right game. Yeah, yeah I know. We're just, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, Xenoblade will come later, but. <laughs> Yeah, the the Ouroboros symbology could lend credence to that of just like restarting a cycle. I'm, I feel. Do you? Yeah, I've I've heard some people say that you know, like the the stuff that we're dealing with in this game is like series reset level like stakes. Yeah, yeah. So like we we could see the breaking of like you know the breaking of the Ouroboros, you know the the breaking of this eternal cycle of Hyrule, or at least something happens that changes it forever. Uh, you know, things aren't just going to go back to the way they were. I feel like this game is too big for that. You know what I mean? Something is going to irreparably change the precedents that have been set, I think. And I think part of that might be, great segue, watch this, Ganondorf. Because... That man has been drinking protein that, shakes. He is benching at least three twenty-five. Give me what he hero. has. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Went from skeletal. Now, now here's the thing, right? Ganondorf, if we're talking about time travel and other dimensions, this breaks the fucking net wide open. Like, is this our Ganondorf? You know, like, how how did he go from skeletal to fully restored in, in this matter of time? Like, what happened? There has to be some time shenanigans going on there somehow, right? I... I know we all watch the same Zeltic video. <laughs> yeah. He has a tear of the kingdom in his mm-hmm. crown. 
So he has power, and, and, and clearly that these items have power, and they're most likely either temporal or they're, they're yeah. physical. And so I, for the most part, he might have he might have been doing something in order to actually change the past in order to bring himself from a previous game. Like he could have gone back to, you know, the Ocarina yeah, of or, Time and brought himself or, from that timeline into or Twilight Canada. Princess so, uh, or, or Wind right. Waker, which uh, you talked about Twilight Princess stuff, which I'm so glad you did, because oh, God. <laughs> in the des- in Gerudo Desert, we see something rising from the sand, which many people have speculated to be the Arbiter's Grounds from Twilight Princess, because there is an area of just flat sand and like minuscule ruins in Breath of the Wild called the Arbiter's Grounds. And Breath of the Wild has all sorts... We, talk, we talked about this last episode, like yes. in the last 10 minutes, I remember. Yes, we have all sorts of, you know, names in Breath of the Wild that are, you know, you know references to past games. Callbacks. You know, there's there's Makar's Island, uh, which we watch reference to the Wind Waker and the Spirit, uh, or, or the Sage from that game that was a Korok. Uh, all sorts of stuff. You know, the Breach of Demise uh, was, was something in there that didn't seem to have anything related to Demise, but many people still mm-hmm. speculate that that could be, like, the the breach where Demise's monsters first broke through the land, like in Skyward Sword said. But now we have... Because if that is the Arbiter's Grounds, and Ganondorf is raising it, that could mean a lot. Because the Mirror of Twilight is there. That was the scene of, you know, Twilight Princess Ganondorf's attempted execution. Didn't they destroy the Mirror in that game? Uh, I think Midna did. I think Midna did, yes. Uh, when she, you know, when she went back yeah, that, to, that could, that could, yeah, that could mean anything. Yeah, that could mean anything, could... and you know, that could really, if this is the Arbiter's Grounds, that could be, you know, crazy stuff for connecting it to past games and stuff. But what I want to add, not about the physical stuff about Ganondorf, I want to ask you what you guys think his motivations are, because it cannot be as simple as revenge in this game. I refuse to believe it. There has to be something else that he's gunning for. Like, I feel like they have to make Ganondorf a deeper character for this game's scale. Do you guys agree with that? I, I do, but, like, I just don't... It's going to be tough, like, just juggling it from a narrative perspective because you made the point of, like... Like, there there has to be something keeping him in one place, if I had to guess, because if he just went on an all-out offensive after what happens happens, I feel like our heroes would just get run over, and that can't like happen like link would get run over zelda's not even there the sheik have no chance like i so i don't know what's going to be keeping him like in one place or maybe he does move around but like they have to kind of like he's going to pop out of the air like yeah, the assassins they ha- in breath of the yeah. wild yeah they have to bottle they have just to try bottle to like top it and like yeah. we're fighting <laughs> they have to bottleneck his true power just so like we can play the game as link and get strong enough to beat him eventually but yeah so that's going to be a tough juggling act now the more that I think about it just because like or maybe that could lend to like hey Link just got messed up maybe for over half the game it's that skeletal body trying to restore himself and that could be his motivation is like once he finally does restore himself then he can go out on the offensive and do stuff but he can't do anything until he's acquired enough power so maybe this skeletal Ganondorf right. we see because we do see a quick shot of him in one of the other trailers like quickly like raising up and like I can't yeah. imagine he just breaks off the Zonai hand and becomes Ganondorf that we know. But so yeah, maybe that's kind of the motivation that I think about is that like skeletal Ganondorf's doing like his own thing where he's like trying to get enough power. Maybe he's trying to find a tier himself to restore his power. And then yeah. and then after he does, 
then he can go out on the offensive. But by the time that comes, we've kind of got our own foot two feet back up. So that's kind of maybe that. Heck, I just talked myself into a quick theory. But yeah, that's kind of what I think about it. Something that I, I kind of want to ask you guys is about the, the two forms that we see of Ganondorf. And, and I, I don't think that we, we have addressed that yet, but we see multiple shots of him. And we see a shot of him where he is up. He's like standing. He's moving around and he has this like Super Saiyan yeah. hair that's going on. It's glowing orange and he does look like he's in a skeletal form. He's not hydrated. He's not re, he's not juiced up quite yet. Um, and, and then finally we see the shot as, as all of his army is like, you know, it looks like a, a, a red moon type situation and his army is like rising up from darkness and then he like shows up and he's like, you know, you're witnessing the return of the king. Um, you know, I, I am curious as to, again, you know, we talk about like what points in time are we seeing this shot in the actual game? Like uh, clearly they smash together a lot for a trailer to get us hype for this game. And they're going to start drip feeding us when we're actually like in game and going through it. And exactly to Colby's point, they do have to bottleneck uh, Ganondorf. He can't just be, uh, he can't be a Mr. X situation. He can't just be com- consistently like slowly trying to like get to link every possible chance he get. Otherwise I think this would turn into a horror yeah. game, not an actual like wonderful like fantasy survival type situation but I, i'm curious as to like do you do you know like what the difference is between those two forms that we see like do you think that that's just separate points in time that we're noticing him or or how do you think that that plays no, into to, i think the question yeah. is is that ganondorf yeah not even like is it separate form really? yeah because okay. that that is you are amazing at this by the way nick because that is a perfect segue <laughs> uh into into our next section uh, because a lot of people have theorized that that person with the flaming hair is not Ganondorf, but in fact Demise. The Conqueror, the of, conqueror time. of Time. Because, you know, he's got that flaming hair. It's not exactly the same as a Skyward Sword counterpart, obviously, but if you look at the arms of that figure that we see briefly, they have, like, these black scales on them, uh, sort of going up the shoulder, and... That is, I'm looking at a picture of demise right here, and he's a problem. That is indicative close. of demise. Like he has those scales. So, par- I'm on the wiki. Part of me thinks that you know, yeah, you know, what, if we do time travel and stuff, you know, because this is there's a lot of Skyward Sword in this game, seemingly already themes as well as you know uh, the sky, literally being in the sky. So you know, having possibly having demise be in this at some point, and considering like the series reset, like capabilities that this game absolutely has i don't think it's a far off shot but it could all it may not be demise himself it could be ganondorf like channeling the curse of demise into himself and like reaching into the primordial source of the curse upon hyrule and harnessing it for himself and becoming more demise like that that is also something is, I thought could happen. So so Ganondorf himself was not in Skyward no. Sword, but is there has there any been any like thoughts or theories about like the connection between those two characters? Like you said, like there is a curse of demise, and I'm thinking that like that it you know has to do with the the impact of what he did to put himself in the place of being the conqueror of time. But like, do you think that? they're working together in this game like maybe they've come to some sort of agreement to try and come together to conquer Hylia herself or or yeah, what? what do you think about that so I, I've I've never played Skyward Sword but I have watched I have 
in preparation for this game, I like watched documentary yeah. after Celtic video after like everything because I needed to know. Yeah. So d- demise. So so it's it's sort of like you know is Zelda gonna meet Hylia? Z- Zelda is Hylia. Like she is the yeah, reincarnation yeah, of Hylia as a mortal. Very similarly, like demise is gone unless you know we do time travel shit, which we could do, but demise upon his defeat used like cursed the two other aspects of the triforce you know the hero and the princess that for forever a manifestation of his hatred for them will follow them forever time immemorial and that is what started the cycle of hyrule's down of hyrule's tragic downfall every no matter how many millennium years it takes some aspect of demise's malice will come up usually in the form of the demon king ganon but also it seems to have roped in the gerudo king ganondorf uh they are they are kind of the same thing and and calamity ganon because he is hatred and incarnate like his final form is like it's malice like he's given, he's, he's 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 given up on like you know resurrecting himself he's just this is it. Like this is all of his hatred and, incar- and incarnation yeah. of his yeah. hatred and, that and Cal- he can manage. And Calamity Ganon seems to have been just a puppet of Ganondorf, like a just creation yeah. of that skeletal body deep underneath Hyrule. Like that wasn't even the big man himself. That was just his fucking you know door squad. It's been revealed that Calamity Ganon is actually just a little bitch. But <laughs> yeah, so like the the if we're talking about Ouroboros and possibly breaking that cycle demise could easily come back into play if not him physically his legacy that this particular ganondorf may use or perhaps he's tired of a lot of people have wanted ganondorf to somehow you know be changed or like you know switch sides in this game you know maybe ganondorf is fed up with this cycle depending on depending on how long he's been in he's been down there you know just festering away maybe he's maybe something is switched in him or perhaps you know uh aspects or, or events in the game could do that but you know th- there there's a lot of theories on that and for real we don't know it depends seeing seeming of the few lines of dialogue we have with ganondorf it seems like he's not going to do that at all but <laughs> yeah yeah and they got matt Fucking. mercer to come and give us the sauce so like he can't be like a nice guy unless it's at the very very end and like they're faced with an ultimate evil that not even ganondorf can control i just i think it's so funny the idea the thought of ganondorf like being like i've taken l after l at this little man <laughs> over and over again yeah. across time like i'm done i'm tired let me just be with y'all that that would exactly. be really funny and cool if that that because i'm i'm end. very interested because now that we are go- like we are getting Ganondorf, the King of Thieves, the Gerudo King. He has to have some sort of, you know, connection, or at least some sort of like desire with that region. Right. And do you think that the new the new champions that we're going to see in this game that that I don't know if we've been introduced to those specific characters in we were, the yeah. world. I'm not 100 percent certain if we were. I, I I do recognize the bird, uh, the bird character Tula. from uh, from from that tribe, but. I, I'm curious to see how the princess, how the Gerudo princess might potentially be connected to Ganondorf and if she'll play a bigger role in the final confrontation. It certainly looks it. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, Riju, uh the the new Gerudo uh queen. She's going to be a problem. Yeah, she could be a problem. Is she the queen? She, she, okay. She's she's the regent yeah. uh of that now. That she's Arbosa's okay. um successor. And even Arbosa in Breath of the Wild yeah. mentioned like in legends long past uh I've heard the calamity has taken the form of a Gerudo referring obviously to Ganondorf. And you know, that's something that she looks yeah. up, she looks back upon with scorn and disgust. And in yeah. in Breath of the Wild if you read the text in the Gerudo library, it says that a male has not been born in thousands of years, which is not normal. A male is supposed to be born every 100 years in the Gerudo tribe. So something has stunted that which Colby and I have theorized to be the one, maybe like a past King of Hyrule or a past, you know, incarnation of the Sheikah tribe deliberately kept Ganondorf alive, like upon his defeat so that, you know, a new Gerudo King, a new vestige for demise's curse could not be born. So like that skeletal form of Ganondorf, he was, he's not dead. He's deliberately being held in stasis forever to try to break that cycle. But obviously, it did not yeah, work. Because... Like, there can be only one type situation. It worked until it didn't. It worked until it didn't, yeah. Because then... Because then the mal... Because it seems like the the origin of malice as a substance, at least in Breath of the Wild's canon, is the body of Ganondorf. Like, it's leaking out of him constantly. Yeah, but it's... But to your point, like maybe like the thousands of years it's been leaking, like gave like that's what gave birth to calamity again. Like there was so much of it, it eventually just took on its that, identity. That's exa- like, yeah, I think you're exact. You might exactly be right because he's not really like a thing. He's just like this big cloud almost. Yeah, and it's yeah. only until he's able to concentrate all of his hatred. Well, I guess that's not true because he does have that kind of like one like spider form. Yeah, he's like, got like a very a very incomplete like a form, spider, a very yeah. incomplete form. Yeah, in for one of the two phases of his but then age, that final fight. In Age of Calamity, we is, see him like get a more complete form uh, in the final battle. Well, that's because he, he had helped. That's because he had helped, yes. But, yeah, that's... That's sort of what we're dealing with here, is, is possibly, like, the origin of Malice and... Well, did we talk about Hylia, or have we... Yeah, yeah, Hylia. So, let's talk, let's talk about that, okay. because... Okay. It, okay, let's just ask this question: Is the brown, is the dark-skinned girl in the trailer? Is that her? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I uh, my hypothesis was that she's a Zonai, and that is that she's like an advanced unit that was sent to assist Link and Zelda in preparation to combat in Ganondorf because they have some type of awareness. I mean, we see it from everything that, you know, from the actual slates on the wall. They knew what was happening in Calamity Ganon. They knew what was happening with, with the malice coming into the world, and they did something about it. They created the Guardians themselves. Um, but I, I think that she intrinsically is going to be a huge character in a, in a new a new character that's introduced here and i think that's another reason why she's his own eyes because we've never seen anything like her before besides her similarity to zelda unless she's like a cursed zelda. yeah she could i've heard a lot of people say that she might be a uh a previous zelda like a, a zelda from oh. the past uh or, or a princess okay. from the past and, and perhaps this was a time before the royal family of hyrule where the princess was born to the zonai tribe so you, yeah, because of her, like she has identical clothing to Zelda and it's like more ancient. There's some like wooden aspects to it. And there's these like 
egg-like yeah. earrings that they both share. Uh, and some of that, right. there's some iconography on that in like one of the temples that we see Zelda in later on in the third trailer. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the Guardians are Sheikah technology. I do not think that they the Zonai had a had a hand. Oh, in them. I'm so sorry. Sorry, I spoke. No, no, it's okay. Uh, they are. They do go, like there are Guardians that guard Zonai ruins. Like there are Guardians in. I think that's yeah. why I get it mixed up because I know how closely they're tied to it. But yeah, the Sheikah and the Zonai, completely different tribes. Completely different tribes, but. They must, they could have cooperated or possibly split off from each other at some point in the past because why would there be Sheikah shrines in Zonai ruins? It's like they're pregenitors. Yeah. But they're a civilization that was so advanced and but so separated from the present day that, you know, we encountered or experienced in Breath of the Wild. But um it would be fascinating to see how that would impact the Yiga. Yeah, right. If if we actually see a resurgence of the Zonai in Hyrule. Yeah, it'll... Yes, the uh, the tribe... The, the, the different tribes... It, it's incredible that they could all have been just been one tribe. We might see the origin of the Zonai, the Sheikah, and the Yiga, where they all split off from each other. But... Yeah. On the Hylia question, uh, because now we've we've said that we might... We don't, we don't think that that, uh, that character that we saw is Hylia per se, even though she did fire a giant like holy laser beam seemingly yeah, in the trailer like a light arrow. yeah but it because in zelda's diary it's said that she did see someone that fits hylia's description like in a dream uh so it might possibly be you know the spirit of the goddess talking to her or trying to connect with her mm-hmm. new incarnation of course but you yeah. know with and and we see also, and I think it was in the f- second trailer, this carving of this individual, this strange individual with like these like long ears and this big dress, and this, she seems to be surrounded by yes. what look to be like carved tears. So, I I originally hypothesized that this could be the Zonai's interpretation of Hylia, or possibly the actual true form of Hylia herself, or or it could be something different altogether. But that was my first theory upon seeing that. And if we see, because we also see on the ground of Hyrule massive runic depictions of this woman uh, in this in this ornate dress, all in runic symbols, uh, and we have no idea. It's just they're massive. They encompass like almost like several hundred square feet of land in Hyrule. So I'm wondering, obviously, what yeah. the gameplay implications of that would be, but also like Hylia. If the full Triforce is in Zelda, we could be talking about the three golden goddesses that created the world uh, as well. It's true. But it, this yeah. could be about, like, Zelda... We could see, like, Zelda's ascension to, like, maybe become a new, like, true goddess of Hyrule, perhaps. Uh, yeah, that would be really sad. That would be though. horrifically be really sad, sad. yes. Yeah, yeah, for her not to live a life, it would be fitting for this world it would be it would be appropriate because of all the things that she's gone through i mean being tortured for yeah. years trying to hold back ganon in, in hyrule castle but i think that it's again you know that that ib that aspect really does excite me because it gives more stakes for what link is fighting for and it and it kind of relieves you know lends more credence to the fact that you know we're going to be facing things that we have never faced before as you know both the hero and the princess mm-hmm. um and to your point, you know, circling back to what both you and Colby were getting at, you know, narratively, 
it would make more sense for things to be more personal for Ganondorf. I like that idea that he has some motivation besides like you messed me up a long time ago and you know, you messed up calamity again. And so I'm going to get yeah. you guys again now. Like it's just that's so basic for the type of story beats that they've already told us that I, I expect something more from this writing team that the, in the lore that they're putting together here. Um, I, I love that concept. And also, this is a question for, for you guys with, with about the beam of holy light that she's shooting down. As Colby said, it looks like a light arrow. Um, it's like, do you think that that is happening the same at the same moment in time where Zelda is falling uh, and Link is trying to catch her in that situation? Um, I'm trying to yeah, develop it, a crackhead theory that that girl is Zelda's mom, but I don't think I'm going to be able to build We We saw Zelda's that. mom briefly in Age of Calamity. I, they do not look... I do not believe the similarities are enough to sort of correlate the two. We did? I don't remember that. At the very end of the DLC... Uh, yeah, okay, that's why I don't remember. You... She turn. There's a Zelda, or sorry, there's a memory of Zelda, you know, building Terrico, and she turns around and we see briefly the visage of her mother. Uh, and I do not believe that the two... Uh, it was probably a white woman, thus excluding her from the stage. Yes, it was. Damn, uh, but but uh, Zelda's mother is still a big unanswered question, too, so that could play into it, especially if we're doing time travel, and there could be, like, two Zeldas existing at the same time, perhaps. Uh, but, yeah, for to your point, uh, uh, Nick, with the, uh, the light thing, it seems like she's attacking something, so I don't... Th- I'm not okay. sure if it's okay. like a. Tr- I'm not sure if it's like a bifrost, like transportation sort of deal that we're dealing right. with here, uh, but it is impossible to tell because she seems to be on the Great Plateau and Zelda's underground, so we have no idea of like time differential stuff. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I-, I have no idea who that character could be. But besides, po- like obviously she must be related to Zelda in some way, spiritually, literally. You know, who knows? Because of the dress that they both share. Like, those are the only two characters that wear that type of garb. And they're almost identical. So they have to be related somehow. Well, not only does the light arrow, like, laser beam look like a light arrow, obviously. But it also reminded me of, like, a Divine Beast laser. Like, maybe this person's that powerful that she has, like, powers, like, of that, of her own. So maybe, I don't know. I I say all that to say this. I, I do think it's some form of Hylia. I'm against you two on that one. Mm. Just because, again, like like you said earlier, like they threw a lot of stuff in this trailer, like a lot of like juicy lore tidbit story-wise. So I do think that that is some form of Hylia because this game also keeps seems to be going with the theme of like Zelda struggling to find her role in the world. Yeah. And maybe like now that her mother wasn't able to do that for her, this form of Hylia can do that her and be that person that she you know can lean on to get through all that stuff so i i do think that that is going to be some connection to hylia for sure i think yeah it, it, it's certainly possible like i i feel like you could absolutely be right uh in that as well i just feel like they wouldn't show us the literal form of hylia you know what i mean well, i feel I, like they would I, keep I, that I'm under wraps just, just kind of staying on with the topic if they were if that if we're speculating that that is demise, then they obviously would show Hylia too. Like I just think that I I think that adds up as well. Very, that's a fair point. Yeah, but like also it could not be, and that could be just Ganondorf just absolutely juiced up to the moon, and that, and that yeah, could be, and that girl could just be whoever. So again, like a lot of again a lot a lot of unknowns. We're just here, you know, throwing throwing everything at the wall, seeing. What's yeah, going. but I I think that that is. 
unless you guys have any last points you want to get on on Ganondorf and Zelda or you know Demise and Hylia, uh, that's sort of everything I had for that particular section. Um, one question that I did kind of want to broach with with the two of you is the other mysterious figure that we see the that Zonai guy they puts, that, puts his hand on on Zelda's shoulder, right? The Zonai guy, or, or right. their hand. Chris Hackney? No, I think it was the 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 individual who's like a, it looks kind of like feminine, oh, but it the, could the be evil I, person. Knows, after, but it looks, okay, yeah, the quick shot of like the like it almost looks like the undead army. Yeah, exactly. Like you see that, but it it you know it's very dark and mysterious. But they you see a very quick shot of them, and I have it paused on the trailer right now. But if I can actually get it to stay there, um, but yeah, they look like they have horns that are covered up by some type of cloth, and they have very much like a lizard. Kind oh of yes, yes. Them with horns. Yes, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. do we have any thoughts about who that possibly is? Because I mean, they seem to have like a really imposing presence in this trailer, and it was also at like pretty, pretty intense emotional moment. I mean, I'm I'm blowing it up full screen as I'm talking to you guys mm-hmm. now, and they look particularly like some type of royalty, or they could be a part of some type of. I, I, I don't know, some type of army or a new species or a new tribe we're going to encounter in this game? Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I it took me a while to realize what you're talking about. I'm like, who the hell are you talking about? And then I realized exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah, at, at first, I've watched the trailer a few times. It looks to me like... L- Lizolfos is a little too far, I'd say. Right. Because like, the Zolfos right. have like chameleon fucking eyes and like, some crazy anatomy. But exactly. they seem lizard-like, you know what I mean? They have, yeah. they have like sort of like a nose horn and like an elongated jaw and two horns coming mm-hmm. out the back. To right. me, at first, it seemed almost like they were they had a similar like mummified texture to the Sheikah monks. Yeah, at least that's, that's true. At least to me, that's what it looked like. But we have so we have pretty much nothing to go on with who that person is. But they right. they seem ancient some like they seem old uh and is there an army behind them did you did you did you say there was some sort of undead army it looked it looked like they had a procession or they had people that were standing behind them it, it was a very dark it's a it's a dark shot mm. but it does look like there are figures that are back and look they look like they're wearing similar garb okay. to what that specific character is wearing so it could potentially be an entire new tribe or an entirely new group of people i was just curious if there were any theories out there that i haven't hadn't read or discovered um that you know broached on that subject yeah of of who they are and who they might be and again you know we we don't know i mean i i tend to think that the other character we were talking about that looks much more like zelda uh that they they could be closer to the you know who we're going to see as the zonai yeah um this could also be a manifestation of that as well that's what i was about to say like that could absolutely be zone that could be like present day zonai like if we're doing the time travel thing where zelda's in the past links in the future this could be like a surviving zonai member or like a zonai monk that stayed hidden who's mummified and maybe preserved their life in a similar way to the sheikah monks uh, that Link interacts with in the present. Uh, exactly. Again, this is on the assumption that the time travel thing is a thing. And if not, you know, who's to say that the Zonai all look the same? You know, they could have they could have encompassed multiple different, uh, you know, races across Hyrule as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Possibly, you know, this could be, this could be a Lizalfos, perhaps. You know, just a more, maybe not... Advanced. 
I don't know, because I guess all the Zolfos are made of malice, you know? Like, they're, they're monsters made of malice from Ganon, so it might not make too much sense for that to be a Zolfos, but... Uh, yeah, for them, I, that's a complete... Like, when I saw that on the trailer, I'm like, I have no fucking idea where to even start with that. So, yeah. at least... Yeah. The first thing to me was, like, somehow that's, like, a mummified monk or something. Like th- That was my okay. first, like, gut reaction, but now I'm not sure. Now that we've seen that there's, like, people around them, I'm, I, I, I personally have not heard any, like, super compelling theories on that person yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I think we, we pretty much nailed it for that one, though. Yeah, I, Colby, do you have anything on, on that at all? Is he still with us? Oh, I don't know. He might have, he might have. Oh, uh, he's he's out. He's, he dropped out. All right, let's continue. Let's, we'll, then we'll, we'll continue. The show must go on, of course. The show must go on. It's all right. We got, we got, the, we got one half of the, of the main squad and we have the guests still. So we're, we're good. We're good. There we go. So, yeah, we can, we can make it there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it. I'll have my phone ready just in case he. Uh, okay, yeah, he said he, he's restarting Skype. It's getting glitchy, so he'll be back in, in okay. a few minutes. Okay, so we will keep going. So let's move on. Uh, or, or, or what about? Sorry, how rude of me. What what what's the next topic that you would you would like to discuss? Uh, I want now, to talk, now that we've sort of talked about you know, that. the the secret of Death Mountain. Yeah. fucking great minds think alike i was just about to suggest that okay you were talking about the secret of death mountain and i'm assuming you're alluding to the drill shaft uh yes there there are a few there there are a few funny things about death mountain uh that we've seen but yeah that's exactly what i was going to go i'll I'll read colby's synopsis here uh, because it's made by him so the death mountain riddle Uh, of all the areas of breath of the wild death mountain seems to have undergone the most change likely for the worse we can safely assume all four primary areas, Zora's Domain, Gerudo Desert, Rito Village, and Death Mountain, will have some change to give the player something new, but this seems different. It's the only place not named Hyrule Castle that has mass amounts of malice seeping from it, along with a few interior changes as well. In the trailers and official art posted thus far, Yonobo is the only champion descendant to not be seen at all. So it begs the question, what is happening on Death Mountain? Uh, and the screenshot that we have in the middle of our uh, document is, yeah, Link <laughs> running seemingly in this massive underground lava cavern uh, that yeah. we can only assume t- that there's a massive structure in it as well. We can only assume this to be within Death Mountain itself. So, Absolutely. Yeah, and well, we, we've seen him several shots. There seems to be like this malice fountain just spewing into the air from Death Mountain. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely curious to hear your opinions on that. So for for what we've seen, obviously, I think that this is going to be a more uh, we're we're going to be vertically challenged in this game mm. more than any other Zelda game that we have before. Uh, obviously, we're going up into the Sky Islands, um, and there have been several shots that we've seen in several trailers of Link either diving down into Hyrule from up above or at, on his hang glider, where we see like wide panning shots of. Hyrule down below and there are several pockets that look like they have our holes in the ground with mallets seeping out of them Mm -hmm. um and 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 this has happened more than once we've seen more than one shot of this so you can only assume that this is going to be similar to an Elden Ring situation where we are going to both be going up above and below we are going to go down into like the subterranean 
areas or little areas that they have created. I don't know if it's going to be as extensive or take up the entirety of Hyrule. It's just a lower cavernous area. I I believe that it's going to be more similar to proper dungeons where as Link, we're going to have to figure out a way to traverse down into these holes to cure or stop the point of malice. Um, something that I believe is that Death Mountain has always kind of been intrinsically tied to like evil and Hyrule. And I think that that potentially could be a source of where Ganondorf is getting his energy from in order to get rejuvenated also that's going to be tied into the tears as well um but i think that it's it's going to be another situation just like the shrines in breath of the wild where we're going to be faced with different puzzles we're different enemies and we're going to be put in situations where we're going to have to stop the malice at this point and it's all going to bottle up and culminate in us trying to to deal with death mountain um something that's an interesting little lore piece from breath of the wild is that there's like a little secret not secret but there's a side mission where you have you work with this uh uh <laughs> where you work with Dugby and he's asking you to actually go and do a little fetch quest for him and you go and you find a drill shaft mm-hmm. uh which is actually super it's 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 a weapon and you can use it and you know you you take it back to Dugby and you know, he'll verify it for you um but essentially like he, you he can say that he says that you can keep it it's a little confusing as to why he gave it to you um but it you know it does really well when you're mining yeah. ore deposits in uh, in Breath of the Wild, and like you're able to pick it up, you know those pieces as well. But there's also these things where uh, it, it, you know, if you break it over time, because it does has what have weapon degradation, mm-hmm. as does everything. It's really interesting that the that the drill shaft respawns during the Blood Moon in Breath of the Wild, and I'm curious as to like how that might be connected in any way to to what we're experiencing now with like the upheaval like did 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 somebody use the drill shaft or did somebody use like multiple drill shafts and that might be what is causing this entire like environmental collapse i'm not sure but i i I was curious what you guys think about that to be fair yeah go for it colby you kind of hit yeah there you go yeah i'm back now so you kind of hit you kind of hit the nail on the head with something i was gonna say which is the Death Mountain tie to Calamity Ganon, Ganondorf, yeah. just Malice in general. And I actually got this from, so I'm replaying Breath of the Wild like as we're recording this, not like actually playing it, but you get the idea. And came across the Daruk memory, Daruk's metal, when at the very end of that memory, Death Mountain kind of shakes and like Daruk breaks the rock with his protection. Like, and he's kind of like, that was strange. Like, Death Mountain's been quiet for ages. Like, that could kind of, that could have been like the foundational piece for like, yeah. Oh, like stuff's gonna happen here. That isn't just like we gotta right. go calm down Rudania. I think that could be a because, like you said, like the environment's completely different. Like just looking at this, like this is not the Death Mountain we yeah. know in Breath of the Wild, like at all. Like this seems to be like in the physical like volcano, maybe, mm-hmm. which would be really sick. But yeah, like you said, um, like Death Mountain. I mean, when you when your name's Death yeah. Mountain, not not good stuff there's, there's got to be some legacy yeah, to that name so of I, course so i so, so yeah with the drill shaft and the breath of the wild memory like daruk memory i think that the base and the foundation was built for something big to happen here and that's why we haven't seen like yonobo or like this is really the only shot we have of the place and the concept art has malice seeping out of it so that's why i made the point of like yeah like is there going to be something happening in each region more than likely but this just feels different like almost in like a very darker tone kind of way. Yeah, like the Gorons are not. probably not doing good. No, they, they um, don't look okay. 
Yeah, and I'll, I'm to your point on the darker stuff. Uh, like Alnuma said himself that this game is going to have maybe even darker themes than Majora's Mask. That's intense. So, so we need we should we really we shouldn't intense. like we shouldn't discount anything here. But to to your point about the drill shaft uh, theory, correct me if I'm wrong, Colby, since you absolutely know this better than me. Do don't all weapons in the open world respawn on a, on a blood moon? Uh, I'm pretty sure all. I'm pretty sure everything respawns on a blood moon, like ore deposits, weapons, no all that stuff. I think pretty like okay, think yeah, because I well, that makes sense. Because I, I would always theory, go up though. to the you know it, it, no I understand They're it's a good theory. They're not all gonna land. It's okay. We're throwing shit out there. It's exactly. all good. Uh, but yeah, I would go up to the you know that one royal broadsword that's stuck into the skull on the top of the. I believe it's like the Farron Tower. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. Whenever a blood moon would go, I'm like, all right, I know where I'm going first. I'm getting that <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, so, but yeah, it's uh, obviously there because there's in Breath of the Wild, there's no way there are like zero s- stuff inside of the volcano itself. Uh, it's all surrounding it. So just, yeah, like just Rudania when you glide down there, but that's a cutscene. Yeah, it's inter- it'll be interesting to see if whether or not the ex like you know this malice eruption you know shook the rock enough to reveal those sorts of things. like maybe these things were drilled long ago you know this could be like ancient temple like like the fire temple like we could be going into like the breath of the wild's fire temple that had just been lost look old yeah that had just been lost for ages well, within death mountain the, and then- seemingly the rail cart's in there because we saw a link on the rail cart in death mountain like so seemingly mm-hmm. that's in there too. Right, right. Oh, was, that's true, because he was, like, fighting the Zolfos with the say, spear on the Zol- other I side remember, of the minecart. I can't remember. I almost said that he's fighting his own eye guys, and he's going, no, that can't be right, so. Yeah. That's another thing. Or, or no, it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, wait, was it a Zonai construct? It might have been. I don't think so. I think it was a little. I think you're right. It was a Zolfos. Okay. I was going uh, to make the point, like, do the Zonai constructs interact with the Breath of the Wild world we know? Like, that could have been a point we talked about, but. I was about to say, there, yeah. there could certainly be, like, inert Zonai constructs uh, I'll maybe check, in Hyrule somewhere. I'm 99% sure it's a those. Yeah, so, so the Death Mountain riddle is definitely crazy. Uh, compounded by the fact that Yonobo is nowhere to be found. Like, we see yeah. Riju, Sidon, Taba's kid, even, is is chilling with us. Uh, and now with the new, like... Where is he? Seemingly, like, there's, like, a follower system, almost. Or possibly, in, like, certain points of the game where, like, the there's, like, AI-controlled characters that fight alongside you but we don't see a representative from the Gorons at all. If there are AI characters that are fighting the long link in this game, our switches are going to be like heating up so much. Oh, oh yes. my God. We're going to hear that, that little fan go like a mile a minute. Oh it's my not God. Gonna be good. I can only imagine yeah, but that, that would that's be terrifying. I, honestly you seeing it in the trailer, like, and it could be a pre-rendered cutscenes, Sure. But like actually the idea and, and well, you I say that, but it looked very specifically like gameplay the moment where Link is rising up and With, he has, yeah, you know, Tapa's kid. Yeah. Yeah. Tapa's kid. Yeah. And, and they're, they're rising up. So it looks like that they're going to incorporate much more elements of him. And, and that's another exciting thing for me, actually being in a world that's lived in, you don't feel as alone as you do because like Breath of the Wild is a pretty lonely game. You're going from point to point and there's, it does feel lived in. There are lots of characters that, you know, you interact with as Link, but you know, through most of the world, like that journey is done alone and i just i like the idea that you're going to be in different moments in time in this game you're going to have companions with you for sure yeah to stay on that point with you know the companions and the 
you know, the, you know, shit fucking up uh, already explored locations in Breath of the Wild. One, I wonder at what progression level this link will be at. Like, is this a link that found all 900 Koroks, did all the shrines? Or, uh, you know, I wonder, like, what what, what that canon is going to be. But I think at also, the very least... I think at the very least, he has all the memories, has the Master Sword, and all the shrines. Yeah, I think that's what we're of course. That, that's probably a, a safe assumption. But also, you know, if Death Mountain is this fucked up, like he what's... He did not find all what, the Koroks. He said, fuck that. He said, fuck that. That's why there's still Koroks to find in this game. It makes sense. Uh, it really, like, you can't... It's because he couldn't, be, he couldn't be fucked to go find them all. I am, uh, I am but, inevitable, said has to. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, back to back to the that point. You know, what... What's going to be a threat to the other regions? You know what I mean? Because obviously, you know, Gerudo, you know, the Gerudo town is probably going to be the most obvious. Like, that is... That seems pretty straightforward. That's pretty straightforward. Like, Gandorf might try for a power grab there. He might try to, like, bring them to his side. He's obviously... I don't know if it's Gandorf raising the Arbiter's Grounds or something the Gerudo do themselves to maybe find a weakness they could exploit in Gandorf, but... You know, the Arbiter's Grounds is rising from the ground. There seems to be, like, quicksand pits opening up in the desert. Uh, seemingly, Sidon is wearing... Uh, Sidon is wearing the crown of the Zora. So, something might have happened to Cain Dorofin. Uh, and, you know, Rito Village... I actually don't really know what's up in Rito Village. You know, Taba's not there, which is a surprise. Well, they had that giant, so, so, um, like, ice monster yeah. fly out of the, what seemed to be the shooting. That's range. true. What the fuck is that? The giant fucking ice scorpion dragon monster? Like, what the hell is that? That, it looks could, like a be, that could be some type of reincarnation. Like, it, it could potentially be a dragon that has been corrupted and, like, in you know reincarnated or something or it's an entirely new enemy yeah. that's you know you know we we see this uh you know it, the temporal anomalies that we're we're facing it could be something that's just like popping up in in hyrule so yeah who knows it, it kind of looks like to me uh the wind waker version of goma uh there's that giant lava scorpion that comes out at you but this time it's obviously an ice thing but oh, damn. we actually did we actually did see a gliok like we saw the three eye like flaming like the three-headed flaming dragon, uh, like a Ghidorah-looking yeah, thing. Link had like a that, super that soaker in his left arm. He's gonna shoot it with. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, that there. This seems like there's gonna be threats to like all the main settlements in the game. That you know, Link is gonna go around, help out the get a particular follower companion for that particular part of the game, uh, right. and then you'll be able to do some stuff. I think we saw Sidon fighting with Link on a Sky Island. So who knows the limits yes. you'll be able to take him. Right here. Or take he's them places. Fighting alongside uh, the, the the queen, as well. Riju. Yes, yes, Riju, dual wielding scimitars of the seven. I can't get over that. So like, that's try, fucking like, sick. So cool. As a professional now, I'm trying to swear less, but like I will say this: Riju's gonna fuck shit up. <laughs> Riju's going to fuck <laughs> yes. shit up, dude. It's gonna be that's amazing. So like I'm so glad we just ditched the shield. Like, not nah, get that out of here. Will you hang that? All you do is hang that in your house anyway, which we can talk yeah. about. Is the house coming back? Like, we gotta ask the hard hitting questions here, but. Yeah, dual wielding Simtar of the Seven. That Brock's loving his life. Shout out, Brock. Yeah, so um, I'm excited <laughs> to see Riju. You know, I'm excited to see Riju's like possibly like rage at like that the that the Gerudo is causing all this. Maybe the it could be that you know the. Did you guys see this? What's up? Do you not see Dirk's sword there? No, I, I don't see what you're looking at at all. You can't see my screen. 
Uh, I can't see your screen. It's black. I know you're sharing it, but yeah. I, yeah, it is absolutely black. I'm not sure why. Is it a brightness of an area? I've been sharing the screen like all day, and I guess no one's seen it, so that's unfortunate. But no, where are you seeing Daruk's sword? So, in uh, this could be each photoshopped in for all I know, but there's there's a, there's a clip of Riju and Sidon running towards whatever events happening, seeming like an endgame scene almost, but. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does exactly. Yeah, what it I think I know what like you're talking about. There's a moment. quick glimpse of what looks to be like the boulder breaker, but again, that could be like fake. in the hands of someone or just on the ground. You just see all you can see is the the very tip of the sword. You don't see anybody holding it. Interesting. I, yeah. I think it's photoshopped for sure. Uh, yeah. I see. I would have caught that. I'm not good. I mean, speaking of swords, while we're on the while we're on the topic, I shared it in the chat, and I don't know if you guys are able to see uh, it that well. Let me look. But uh, I sent a little. I took a little screenshot of Link, and this is where he's standing uh, with. Yep, I see it. Uh, with Elgoron, and he's holding a sword, and it doesn't look like the Master Sword, but it doesn't look like any other sword that we've seen in Breath of the Wild, unless that's like just like a lightning sword. I'm not really sure. Do you do you have any thoughts on like what he's holding there? Do you think this this could potentially be the re like the you know a new manifestation of the master that sword because be you know he's grouped weapon. up and and he has you know he has his goron friends and this uh the actual he has a bunch of hylians that are getting ready to fight alongside oh him, I, I think yeah so i know cool. i know where this is from now yeah i understand it, it could de- i think it might be a zonai sword just like a possibly like a standard zonai weapon that he finds uh okay but still, at least that, that's what it looks like to me possibilities but that opens the door for like you know what possible kinds of crazy augmentations did the zone i put on their weapons yeah and you know like yeah. we see link again standing with those people can you like recruit soldiers to fight for you uh because so cool. we see link on a horse towing like a cart of civilians so you seemingly That's have it. some control over like movement of the ai perhaps or We're going full Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, but Zelda. So yeah, we could like. <laughs> Can you imagine it? Maybe we could like recruit some NPCs that we save. Like, hey, follow me around. Like, maybe there is a true follower system in this game. Like, who, who? The sky's the limit or, for that. Or like to that ha, point, literally. To that point, to tie it back to the Death Mountain riddle, maybe that's part of what you need to do. Is you need to recruit soldiers from that race to fight against whatever's happening in your region. Like, wouldn't it be sick if it's mm. just Link and Tulin and a bunch of Rito warriors, like, at the flight range fighting that monster? That'd be insane. That would be insane. But at least for that giant monster, it looks like they're in the sky. So unless everyone has a paraglider, they wings. they're kind of fucked. They're birds. Yeah. I guess the re- the Rito specifically, yes, yes. Yeah, they're good. The Come on up, guys. Fine. Except <laughs> but Tabe, yeah, apparently Tabe is still recovering from the wound he got from Von Meadow. But I guess that also raises the question, if there's stuff going around, like, can can you say, like, you know, fuck all that, I'm going straight to the castle, like, last time? Or is this going to be like, nah, you actually have to do shit I before you go to the be, castle? you have to do stuff. That's probably, that's what I'm leaning to I, as I well. I hope anyway, this is more narrative like, the speedrunning stuff is fun, but, like, you've had, like, Breath of the Wild, this is not going to be the sandbox that Breath of the Wild was. At, 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 at first, when you first start, anyway. You don't think so? At first, when you first start. Like, you're not going to okay. be able to stasis a tree trunk and then fly all the way to the castle and fight ganon That's like not- like if we're on this tutorial in the sky islands can i just jump off can i, I just go down to hyrule immediately well you, you given yeah. that you couldn't in the great plateau like it send you back up i think they would this is you. true yeah maybe, so maybe that maybe this tutorial is also like you're doing you just gotta get the paraglider again it's like just build another one yeah 
Like, you fucking lost it, dumbass. Go, go find <laughs> it. How could you do this you again? Lost, you, yeah. you lost the only thing left of King Rome. How could you do this? Yeah, what the hell, what man? But, yeah, I'm... God, I'm so fucking excited. Like, so, speaking of King Rome... Oh, boy. I mean, mm. do we have any... And I don't know if we this is an, uh, on another topic that we've already, like, listed here uh, in the doc, but, like, do we have any more thoughts of who... like Like... How convinced are you about who that individual is that's speaking to Zelda and talking to her and talking to her about like how it how important it is that they accomplish what they that need has to accomplish to, in this game? I, I mean, mean, first of all, it's Chris Hackney, so he has to be playing someone important. Second of all, he's got to be playing. Right. I think he's, he's got to be playing like think, someone royal. I think I, I get a royal I, vibe from Zona, it. I think it's Zonai royalty. I think the character that we saw holding Zelda's shoulder. I think that's the character he plays. You think so? Okay. I do. Huh. Okay. I don't think they're trying to pull one over on us, and it's actually Link talking in third person about Link. Chris <laughs> yeah, <Hackney>. yeah. <laughs> Chris yeah, Hackney is like... Link. Oh my god. <laughs> our, last mean, hey. will, our last line of defense will be Link. Said Link. Said Link. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I have no idea what that person could be. Like I feel like he's obviously Zonai in some capacity. I think. Has to yep. be. But like he looks kind of decrepit like we don't see his face but we see he's old, he's old we see like he has an arm similar to the one that link gets i'd share my screen but apparently you're not gonna see sorry it. i'll try so yeah i'm, I'm and, not and he is he is in the third trailer is he not he is he's also he is. super tall like he towers he above zelda or she's just sitting down but also she looks up at that figure and says link like that is the moment where it's like Link, and then the saxophone solo comes in after that. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I think that that scene is like when she first wakes up after she falls. That could be the case. Yeah, yeah. and that's why she says that. Like that kind of like kickstarts like a, oh like we were doing a thing yeah oh shit we were separated. We just saved Hyrule, and I now I'm here. Yeah, I didn't get now, now we're now we're now we're in danger again. Did not de- get a day of rest. Literally zero. <laughs> Oh man, how are we not even halfway through our topics right now? <laughs> uh, listen, are you surprised? Uh, no, I'm not. But it's like shit, man. It's Crazy. the three-hour classic, baby. We're gonna do it again. You're damn right. Yeah, it I mean, is. Nick, if you want to stay, you're more than welcome to. But like, I don't know. You know better to do. Really, if you have nowhere to be, like, yeah, you I got just nowhere hang to out be. With us. Oh fuck yeah, yeah. Right, massive. Well, Let's perfect. go. All right. Well, I think I think that's enough on on that topic for the uh, you know. Okay physical places and the really bad shit happening to them section and we're probably going to come back to it when our second guest joins because he'll probably want to talk all about that stuff too so we have plenty going on but indeed so let's we'll we'll consider it tabled yeah we'll consider it tabled so uh, if you'll allow me to actually pick the next section uh, or colby if if you would like to i think that we need to I think that because we've alluded, we've we've so far done a good job of staying away from this. Uh, we've alluded to it a little bit, but I think we should cover the where we left off section. That's exactly where I was in. Yeah, I think we okay. should go. I think we should, you know, take a step back, take a deep breath, and go back and talk the about beginning. where it, where Breath of the Wild ended, and where this is going to begin. So, Colby, since you wrote this, how about you read off your synopsis for us? Oh, I would be more than happy to. Where we, le- where we left off, as Tyler was saying, 
When we last left our heroes six years ago, we had just sealed Dark Beast and Calamity Ganon and begun our voyage to Zora's Domain to officially begin the rebuild of Hyrule Kingdom. Also worth noting, the reason we're going to Zora's Domain is because Divine Beast Viruta is not working, and we have not seen any evidence of Divine Beasts in this game, so could be could be worth noting. The spirits of King Rome and the four champions of old could finally rest in peace and seemingly have vanished from existence. Maybe their abilities along with them. I don't think that's a maybe. I think they're out of here. <laughs> now fully restored Link and maybe a waning Zelda lead the efforts. And the waning Zelda is tying back to her being like, I can't hear the voice inside of the sword, which could be Fi, which could be another tier, which could be another Skyward Sword reference. Who could possibly say? To both of our surprises, it was essentially confirmed that Tears of the Kingdom begins with Link on the Sky Islands and not the Hyrule Kingdom we know. We also know from the post-credits of Breath of the Wild that Zelda now possesses the Sheikah Slate, yet Link has it here in this picture we have down here below, and appears to be on technology that we know from Breath of the Wild, very similar to the shrine entrances and exits, which we that, that might be the first we've seen of it in any of the Tears of the Kingdom stuff. So, yeah, Sheikah Tech, like, haven't seen a lot of it. Factoring in the 2019 trailer, which was the very beginning, and how Link and Zelda were underground and have no signs of Divine Beasts or Pass Aid from Breath of the Wild, which this was written before the trailer came out, so we didn't see Riju's hide on all of them, so that's considered Past Aid, I guess, but you get the point. How did we get here, and what does it mean? So, from where we left off in Breath of the Wild, how are the, how are the events... How I guess we'll start with this. How relevant... From a story perspective, are the events of Breath of the Wild going to be? The Divine Beasts, the four champions of 100 years ago, like the Guardian War and Calamity Ganon, how relevant is all that going to be once we fire up Tears of the Kingdom? Because I, I, I was on the camp of like, it's, good, it's a direct sequel, of course it's going to be relevant. I'm starting to kind of think this is going to be its own thing. And Breath of the Wild is just kind of going to be left in the dust a little bit here. So... Agree, disagree. Nick, I'll, I'll start with you. Yeah, I I want to believe that there's going to be a lot that is is going to be tied into Breath of the Wild. I think that it's going to be pretty connected yeah. for the story. I mean, it, you know, we, they, they have come out and said, yes, this is a direct sequel. Um, I think that, you know, with the breaking of the Master Sword uh, it, and and everything that we, we see there and the corruption that, that overtakes Link's arm and, and, you know, him seemingly have these new powers... It is fascinating that Zelda leaves and has the, uh, um, you know, has the actual like sword itself um, in in this separate timeline or in the separate Sky Island. I'm curious though, like you know, for for where we left off and how everything is going to factor in. I would I would like I would like for like 20 you know everything from Breath of the Wild to actually matter to to be impactful um and and how Link is going to be able to manage the problems and manage the the war because I because what I get the sense of is the actual scale of Tears of the Kingdom is that this is going to be an actual war and I think it's going to be really fucking dark in a lot of sense and I mean like like you said everything that we understand with you know what's going on in Death Mountain yeah the the Goron are gonna be going through it this time around if they're not all completely wiped out this time Mm. um and and I think that for for where we left off at the end of um Breath of the Wild again I do think that the ceiling of Calamity Ganon or the banishing of Calamity Ganon however you want to like look at it what happened at the end of Breath of the Wild I think that in some way they're going to find a way to actually tie that to what has impacted environmentally to the events of uh, Tears of the Kingdom. I also 
think that what is going to be really interesting here is the fact that, you know, again, I, I know that we're, you know, it could go a little bit crazy and we could really like open up the lid if we start experiencing time travel. But, you know, part of Link's master hand, I, I can't remember, is that's what they call it, is master hand or what is the, his ability? Yeah. He's, he's manipulating objects. Ultra, ultra hand. Ultra hand. Ultra hand ability. And you see like in, in multiple shots and especially in the gameplay trailers where he's interacting with objects and that's how you, you can reverse time on objects to get up into the sky islands. You mm-hmm. can also use it as a part of um, as a part of actual combat, if you're, you know, reversing, you know, boulders or attacks against enemies to, you know, defend Link. I think that, you know, just like in Breath of the Wild, how so many of Link's abilities and everything that he was able to do was directly impacted environmentally and in the story of how he was able to get powerful enough to defeat Calamity Ganon. That's going to be another that's going to be another thing that we're going to kind of have to contend with i think that the the ultra hand ability is going to get juiced up and he's going to find a way to power it up at the end there to you know fight against ganondorf and i'm wondering if part of that is using time as an actual weapon and 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 actually going like this could be a situation where we're going back into the events of Breath of the Wild or going back into the events of the actual, the the champions fighting against Ganondorf at that point in time um, and him potentially altering the time, like Link choosing to go against, you know, Zelda or go against, you know, the the, the wants of Hylia or wh- whoever, you know, wh- whatever supposed to be like the canon, the, the technical thing that Link is supposed to do to save time. I think it would be really interesting thematically if Link actually has a little more agency this time around. And he's like, We've tried this so many times, and this is where we're ending up. Every everybody is dying around us. The the Zonai aren't really interested. It doesn't seem like they have any interest in helping us, unless you know from what we've talked about earlier, you know, proves to be true. Yeah. But you know, and and everybody just seems so ill equipped to deal with Ganondorf and his his ability to you know you know use malice uh, on his side. And I'm wondering if Link is going to finally. Um, use like some of his corrupted aspects like with his arm and then the ultra hand ability to go back and start changing things um, and this resulting in an entirely different temporal paradox that have you know destabilized the region um, so I, I, I think that, that again that's those are all kind of just like fantastical theories to kind of break down here um, but yeah I'm not I'm not really sure I, I would like there to be more of a direct connection and I think thematically so far, I think we have seen what we need to see. Um, but yeah, so this could be total reboot material or not. You know, we'll, it remains to be seen. Yeah, I, I think you make a good point with... Because we really, truly do not know the extent of this arm's ability. Uh, that, yeah. You know, that's a good point that I hadn't really thought of. Because yeah, it, it must have some sort of time power because it's able to reverse time for objects. So, you know, how much can that get juiced up? So, you know, that's a fantastic point that I really hadn't considered. Uh, and it also works with the with the prompt here of, you know, where it begins. Because I feel like there's a very distinct, like, cutoff. There's before Link gets the hand and after Link gets the hand. Right. Do you right. think there's any there's going to be any gameplay before Link gets the hand? I think there will be. I do think there will mm. be. I don't think that the first cutscene of tears of the kingdom is going to be like i i would hope it's not the case sure. because y- you would want at least a little bit of build up to that point i think that we're going to jump into it as a link with the master sword at the very beginning and we're probably going to run through a tutorial sequence in the sky islands 
um, maybe, or it's, you're going to be on Hyrule and then like the ultimate, like the, the really dramatic aspects of what we've seen in the third trailer was Zelda getting, you know, transported, it seems like, and Ganondorf getting revived and, and then something happening, you know, pretty intensely to Link because it, again, we see multiple outfit changes of Link. We see him in his old, like in, he, he's in this like more ancient garb, his hair, he's got a new hair. He yep. looks sexy as hell. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's <laughs> yeah, looking yeah. real good this time around. And, and I think that we're going to experience maybe a minor time skip mm. at that point. Like after, you know, the, the master sword gets, you know, essentially corroded yeah. and, and messed up in the revival of Ganondorf and then demise comes in and they're the ultimate team up. But I, uh, <laughs> who knows, but I think that, yeah, we're going to, we're going to see a little bit of a time skip, but we will play as link with his full abilities at the very beginning of this game. Um, and then we're going to get a power, degradation you know after some cuts yeah he's gonna get samus and he's gonna lose yeah, all of his exactly yeah exactly that's also an interesting point too that i again i had not considered like do the sky because the sky islands don't necessarily have to coincide with ganondorf's reserve like maybe they just showed up which would yeah. be a fucking weird thing to happen you know just look up in the sky like oh shit there's land fucking everywhere uh but that's a good point like does do Link and Zelda investigate these Sky Islands? But then again, like, how do you get up there without the hands ability? You know what I mean? And it would also, from from a narrative uh, narrative designer in a in a creative direction perspective, it would make sense to like if you're really trying to tug the heartstrings of longtime Zelda fans, how cool and how interesting would it be where you're starting out Tears of the Kingdom and you and you do have a classic companion system like you were mentioning, Tyler, early mm. on, and Zelda is in your yeah, party and yeah. they have dialogue. They have like actual integrative dialogue as they're going on and they're discovering things and they're exploring the Sky Islands and then shit happens and like maybe you'll see some type of actual character development between the two of them because they get a brief period of time together without anything crazy happening and then she gets ripped away from link again and she's stuck in a different point in time like how how good would that be how much that would be an amazing motivation yeah. to get characters into this game and ready to fight through to get back to zelda bro you're speak you're speaking my language well you can see the amount of adderall <laughs> taken, um jared's before we you know, started this so welcome to the what's show what's up jared welcome to the live show how, how you doing I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. This looks like already a good time. Conspiracy theories are All flying around. I'm here Dude. for it. I'm here for so, it. Well, well, quickly, quickly before we we jump into that, we're still a professional podcast. Jared, can you please introduce yourself to the audience if they have if they're not familiar with you yet? Uh, hi, you guys. He wants uh, to go. Jared, I know, I know you want to go, but we got it. We have a, We have to. We have to do the, the song and dance a little on the bit. Internet. We got we got to make sure to do it right. We got to try. Do it all. But yeah, Jared, introduce yourself again. I know we just had you on. I know. Talk well, about Pokemon. In, in terms of podcast episode earlier recently, but it's been a few months. So <laughs> yeah, yeah re- reintroduce yourself. Tell the people who you are, what you do, and uh, and then we will of course give you the floor to go wild. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, I'm very excited for this game and to just fucking vomit my theories and my feelings about this. I'm of course, of course. Uh, yeah, I'm Jared. Play along podcast. I run the podcast with my two other co-hosts, Kai and Ben. Our show is essentially a book club format podcast. We take a game and then break that game up into sections, and then we come together each week and talk about a section specifically. Uh, I always say this with our show that we do dive deep into spoilers. So if you are trying to avoid spoilers for whatever games we are playing, either play the game first and come back and listen to us, or you can play along right with us. And that's play along in a nutshell. 
How, do you have that? Is that like? Do you have like a sticky note in front of you with all that written down? I've done it so many like, times. You just got like, it right in there. Straight, yeah. I've been doing it enough. It's just in my head at this point. <laughs> yeah, and you and see, and so you see, that's actually see, that's why I gave him the floor because he didn't want to read all that again. Like he just wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Colby, Colby knows. But uh, first, podcaster second. But uh, yeah, uh, Colby, I know uh, introduced you, Nick. Uh, I suppose in this brief pause, if you, if you have anything else to say, uh, feel free in case. Uh, you have stuff for, you know, self plugging before we continue. Absolutely. If we're in the plugging self, I am. I am Nick. I am the co-host of the Friday Night Gamecast. I run it with my co-host William. Um, we are a variety podcast, and we talk about pretty much everything that has to do with modern gaming, whether that's news, reviews, impressions, rumors in the industry. We are not Xbox. We are not po- Sony ponies. Uh, we both love a Nintendo, <laughs> and we love we're, we're we're you know Will's not a PC gamer. We have everything though. We try to cover everything. We have lots of opinions. Um, we just finished a uh, interstitial series where I was interviewing a lot of wonderful folks in the community. Both Jared so and Colby and Tyler were on the show or in their respective episodes <laughs> we talked about pokemon black and white with colby and tyler and jerry yeah, joined me so and we talked about kentucky route zero with kai and ben which was yeah. an incredible episode so if anybody is like interested at all in those titles i very much encourage you to go back and check those out because we're going to be a little bit of a break where i am getting together assets i am collecting my energy yes. as ganondorf did to prepare for season two of the friday night Gamecast. <laughs> so we're really excited to, to get into it and go fantastic thank you nick for for sharing that with us uh that gave us a quick breather now that we are uh a ways through this episode already uh but yeah jared just to get you up to speed uh with the specific topic we'll get you up to speed on what we've talked about after you give your thoughts Mm. on this one but yeah we're talking about the where we left off uh sort of our theories on the connection between you know uh, as colby said where we left off sealing calamity ganon at the end cutscene of breath of wild 2 wherever the hell we're going to start this game in. And we had some theories like, uh, you know, we, we had talked about, it seems to be confirmed that we're starting on a sky Island. Is there any gameplay before link gets the hand? Mm. Uh, you know, is, you know, so stuff like that, like is the hand an immediate thing? Is this all one giant cutscene? Is there going to be, yeah. uh, any player agency? So yeah, I, I just want to know what's your what's your opinion on that? Since I believe we have official confirmation that apparently we start yeah. in air quotes on the sky islands. Uh, in the sky islands. So yeah, what what's your what's your theories? What's your opinions on on how yeah. how this connection is going to work? How we're going to go from you know investigating Varuta, like Zelda said, like not working, mm. to now we're here, sky no islands. divine beast, no yeah. Shiga tech, no Shiga technology at all in the sky island. With possibly, you know, we also obviously talked about like is. Do, do the Sky Islands come before the expedition underground to find yeah. Ganondorf? Yeah. Like, you know, where does that fit in? So, yeah, go go wild. What what do you think about that? Yeah, the starting on the Sky Islands is interesting because, like you said, we, yeah. we end with this kind of, like, you know, going to fix uh, Varudanya and, like, just rebuilding Hyrule in itself. That's kind of, like, their goal is to kind of rebuild this after the devastation that was the Calamity. And I'm curious when they say start on the Sky Islands, if that's, like, the gameplay starts there, right? But we get kind of a predisposition. We get kind of like an introduction cutscene to like what leads up to that point. So that's kind of what right. I'm, I'm thinking. It 
there may be a cutscene in which, like you said, it it might pick up right after. We're like, cool, let's go explore. We're gonna try to rebuild Hyrule, and maybe in doing that, they find out that there is this like extensive underground to Hyrule they didn't know about. And in going down there, they find uh, Ganondorf's corpse. They find the hand, and in messing with that, that kind of sets off those moments. You know, we see Hyrule Castle lifting off the ground and all the malice coming out of it. That may be with them just kind of messing around with things they find underground so that's kind of the Mm. the direction i'm thinking it would head but you're right there's so much in between that could happen there's no shikah technology the shrines are essentially gone we have we now have this sky that's littered with these islands is hyrule cast hyrule castle lifting off the ground the the essential starting point of that is is that lifting off the ground also lift all these other parts of the world off the ground? But then where do they come from if they are already part of Hyrule too? So right. that's that's what I'm not sure about. Yeah. And I'm curious about too. Yeah, as we were talking about that. Yeah, go for I've, it. I've go heard other it. theories that the Sky Islands have always been there and that they actually did not rise from the yes. ground, that they were above Hyrule the entire time and that there's the, the yeah. force of what is happening. It could be malice. It could be you know Ganondorf's presence. It's, it's pulling them closer to Hyrule. Yeah, I you're right. I do remember that theory because in Skyward Sword, we know that the ground below and the sky above is obscured because Hylia set the cloud layer so that like, the people below couldn't see the the sky, yep, sky yep, down the and cloud everything. Barrier. Yeah, the barrier. So that could be the case. We also see maybe hints of that theory leaning in. If you follow any of the dragons, you see they fly into the sky and the clouds part when they go up there and then they come back in. So that could be another mm-hmm, indicator mm-hmm. of this sky barrier, like you said. They've always been there, just we haven't been able to see them. Yeah, That's a very good point. And then I guess that's the thing, right? Is Ganondorf's resurrection the thing that pulls them down? Mm-hmm. If that is the case? Or is this like something Ganondorf wasn't even aware of? You know, this yeah. is like a complete third-party thing because the Zonai seem to be up there, you know, or at least their technology does. So maybe this is just a third variable that Ganondorf is like just as what the fuck as everyone else is. Like, what yeah. the hell is going on? So and Who knows? Maybe it has nothing to do with Ganondorf and that malice, but maybe has something to do with Zonai. Maybe they make a heavy impression and presence early on in this game. And because of the events of Ganondorf, or because of that, they now like make themselves known and make themselves avail- like available to the world. I don't know. It's it's wild. It's cool to see like them lean into the Zonai too, because that was such a mystery in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, with the hand being on Ganondorf's chest, obviously coming off at some point, it seems to be Zonai in origin. Mm-hmm. So perhaps it was a failsafe all along. As soon as that seal is removed, the islands are like, all right, time to fucking go down and see what's going on. Maybe that's what causes them, but mm-hmm. yeah, it would be the nebulous nature of like, how do we start this game off? Are we going to, you know, Nick talked about, we might start full power link, master sword champions, abilities, all of it. That as and then get, over. and then get, and then get Samus, lose all of our abilities yeah. at the start of the game and then go off and find new ones, which could include new champion abilities for all these new descend, these new oh, champions. That's a really cool. That's a really cool idea. So that could be something that I that I thought of, but yeah, we 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 sort of given our Colby. What about you? Because I, I think you you've been sort of waiting to to give your two cents. Is there is there anything that that you have on this? Is this all going to be one big cutscene, or, or what, what do you think this is going to be? So like, yeah, obviously, as the big like Breath of the Wild fan, like all of us, 
I, I'm more than I'm more than okay with a lot of that stuff coming back as far as like divine beasts, like the chambers of a hundred years ago or even longer now. Shrines, the towers do seem to still be in the world. Yes. That still seems yeah. to be a thing because like I think like monsters like now guard them to like make mm. sure nothing happens. Mm. Okay, or, like, maybe Ganon, maybe Ganondorf stationed them there. That could be a thing that happened, but yeah, um, it's tough to say because I'm really split on it. I would love to start off and just be in the Hyrule that I know and love, just like in Breath of the Wild. But mm. given that this is a new video game, and Ty and I have talked about before extensively that like Nintendo does a fantastic job of making each game its yeah. own thing, even if it is a sequel. Yeah, I think we have to start with the new stuff. So the, us starting on the Sky Islands is uh, I think that's going to happen for sure. How we get there though, like. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't think this game. I don't think I'm gonna fire up the game and it's gonna throw us into a cutscene. That feels so against what Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. is. Yeah, because yeah. it is. A, it really is a t- create your own adventure video game. Yeah, and for us to be immediately thrown into a cutscene feels like a, okay. Like you are on this linear path. You can kind of do whatever you want within it. But at the end of the day, like this is what you have to do no matter what. I so yeah, I mean yeah ahead. even. Even Breath of the Wild, before you even got an idea of what that narrative was, allowed you to explore freely in the world. I mean, the only cutscene you get is hearing Zelda's voice and coming out of the the Shriner Resurrection. Shriner Resurrection. Resurrection. That's hardly so, even a cutscene, yeah. right? You know nothing about the world when you wake up and leave, and when you have free reign to explore, uh, you don't know anything. So it, you're right; it'd be interesting to have like a a big lore dump right in the beginning and then start off in. The Sky Islands, because like you said, it kind of almost takes away of what the DNA of this game was, which was focused on discovery and exploration. Cor- correct. And that, yeah. that's kind of what I'm getting at here. And I'm thinking, like, what would make the most sense from how much I've played Breath of the Wild is like, okay, like, Sheikah, like, something's going on under the castle. Main quest. Boom. Like, that's your main objective. You yeah. can... But, like, the main quests in Breath of the Wild, you don't have to do them right away. Like, you can do it whenever you want. Whenever you want to start the story, which also would start, like, getting heart containers, stamina vessels, better weapons, all that stuff. Like, you can explore freely the world, but, like, once you start that main quest, like, the narrative starts. Like, I think that's a good way to do it, because, like, mm-hmm. once you got done with the Great Plateau, boom, world opened up. Yeah. So, once you, once you go to Hyrule Castle and seemingly are defeated, like, boom, game starts right there. So... That's kind of like my process of it. I do not think we're getting a big lore expo dump like right away. I kind of think the game's going to allow the player to get familiar with the mechanics and like the world and like the scenery and then boom, give you all the story stuff. I I have yeah. a feeling and maybe you guys agree with this or not, but I feel that this will still have obviously the open world and like go about this exploring on your own pace, but I feel like this is going to be more of a linear narrative. Mhm. Yeah, yeah like we, we talked a little bit about that. We were okay, like, can yeah, you yeah. can you just fuck off and go to the castle immediately as soon as you touch yeah, the ground? Yeah. Or, you know, but uh, what I think could happen as well, now that you guys are putting ideas into my head constantly during mm-hmm. this entire call, uh, I wouldn't want this to be the case, but I think what could be, like, getting all the pieces together is that you do start, like, immediately you wake up on the Sky Island as, like, you know, long hair, you know, old garb link and then we flash back to the events that got him there okay. i could see that so I could see that being like a, um, yeah maybe that could be your tutorial right like in the in the first section here's you know you're familiar with this 
you know, as Link's yeah. going around these sky islands, he's starting to like, oh yeah, I remember what happened. I'm here. This is I was with the princess. I Ganondorf, and then you look down, and you're like, oh shit, all that happened. Mm-hmm. I'm on a sky island now. And then once you have all of that, you know, exposition right in the good old Link noggin, then the then the game is like, all right, you can skydive off this cliff and go down to Hyrule now, and now you're good to go. Yeah, yeah. It it may be a hot take. I, I'm fine if it goes in that direction, but I really hope that the big narrative beats aren't there because that was my problem with Breath of the Wild. Is it it. I love the game, but it felt like narrative-wise, there was no sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. Like yep. all the big heart-wrenching moments that we saw in the trailer were flashbacks. And I think because they were flashbacks, they never hit that sense of urgency, that sense of like Link is dying and he needs help. Like the war is happening, the 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 champions are down. Like you see those cutscenes, but you're like, it happened already. Like what's that? What's important about this? So I like the idea of like starting off there and maybe having a flashback, but I hope that a lot of the really important narrative heavy things, a lot of the emotional stuff is current because I think it just yeah. hits harder that way. Yeah, we, we we did talk about that, how we're, we're pretty sure that's what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Cool. And I think if they do go that route, it would just be on that beginning section and then th- that would be it. You know, you yeah. no more memory shenanigans. Totally fine with that. Now we're in active mode, but... Yeah. Well, you know. You know what I mean by shenanigans, but they're a little sh- they're a little shenanigans. Uh, does anyone else have any <laughs> any interesting theories on that? Because we that one was always going to be a bit of a shorter section, I think. But I think we all have some pre- we threw out mm. some pretty good ideas, some pretty comprehensive stuff. Because uh, if we have, yeah, go ahead, Colby. Uh, something must. I think they will. But we just have no idea what it could be yet. Like, I, they're obviously not. Yeah, if anything, just showing what happened to them. Like, if, if that's the context we get, then that's fine. But I don't necessarily need them to play a, a big role in the narrative. Okay, it's like, oh, here's what happened yeah, to them. Yeah, and that's fine. Like, maybe they got like just why they yeah. aren't just why they aren't like a factor is because it would be really yeah. weird for them to get yeah. taken over again. But maybe like, Ganondorf may have just been like, all right, I'm gonna, well, I'm going to destroy. bury or I'm going to destroy them. Like, yeah. I mean, something might have just happened with Sheikah technology as a whole because we see a lot That's of that true. with the with the Sheikah slate and with the uh, out of commission and with yeah. the divine beasts. Like, none of that is present in the gameplay that we've seen. And a lot of the stuff has this new Zonai technology to it, whether it's the vials that Link carries on his his waist or any of the 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 multiple vehicle kind of things. Maybe something had happened to the Sheikah technology, and now this almost like. Maybe like what you were saying, Tyler, a failsafe. Maybe this is like a backup just in case this technology that was supposed to take down the Calamity Falls. Now this Yeah, because that could be a really crazy way to open up with Ganondorf. Like, fuck controlling this shit. I tried that. It's I'm destroying <laughs> all of it immediately. And then just it, yeah. it's yeah. all gone. That would just show how powerful he is. Like, Divine Beast didn't stand a chance against this guy. And they're just gone. He didn't either. Uh, but it... Would also play into the, you know, like, darker tone, too. Like, oh, yeah, yeah like we, yeah. we have no hope. And then ever that could be, country. like, we, we talked about earlier, Nick, about, you know, there's probably going to be a new crisis befalling each of the race's specific, like, regions and towns. Uh, that could be what causes it, because now they don't have a divine beast to protect them from from any protect of, them. like, like an invasion yeah. of monsters was probably no biggie when they had a divine beast to shoot yeah, lasers at them all. Yeah. But now they're defenseless. Yeah, like... Imagine going from Von Meadow to a seven-year-old kid. Like, yeah, crazy. Like, that's that your that's your first line of defense. Is this is this <laughs> yeah. bird's kid? But yeah, it's. 
I, I had a train of thought, but I lost it. But it's okay because we ball. Um, but yeah, it, do uh, I figured at this point now that we've sort of did our theories on how this is going to connect to uh, you know the end of Breath of the Wild and beginning of Tears of the Kingdom, uh, we'll catch uh, Jared briefly up with everything we've talked about so far. Well, we have talked about. Yes. So, yeah. uh, Jared, you came in uh, after we have talked about uh, Ganondorf and Zelda. So we, we we did a sizable section on Ganondorf and Zelda and what we thought their roles would be, if they would move around during Hyrule, where they're going to be, what's their motivation. Uh, we also talked briefly about demise and highly as possible involvement, uh, which included mm, discussion of yeah. time travel, possibly Zelda uh, being trapped in another time. Uh, which would bring that could be like how the ancient Zonai get brought into the picture, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and we also talked briefly about, uh, again, one of the more present day issues of like Death Mountain being overcome with malice and what the hell's going on with mm, Yanobo yeah. not being fucking anywhere in sight in these trailers. What happened to the Gorons? R- R.I.P. Yeah. Yanobo. He uh, didn't make it, guys. He didn't make it. Well, yeah, I saw, I read that report that he was shot down by the <laughs> I mean, Couldn't believe it. it. You hate to see it, it man. Crazy. You run with the wrong crowd, and you know. But yeah, we all. What happened to that? I guess he he must have used all three Druks protection. Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> right. we also talked about, of course, like the yeah. Arbiter's grounds, uh, possibly rising in the mm, desert, Twilight uh, Princess. and Twilight Princess connections, as well as so cool. I love. Arbiter yeah, we talked briefly about you know the new possible, seemingly like a follower system, you know, where you have like your AI companions with you. Uh, and that w- that would mm-hmm. probably come about as you travel around and help them with their various crises. Uh, so yeah, if you want to do a quick sort of lightning round of if you have any crackpot theories about you know Ganondorf and Zelda, the possible Skyward Sword time travel shenanigans, and possibly bringing in aspects of demise or Hylia into the picture, or as well as just you know mm-hmm. what what is Ganondorf doing in the present to fuck up things as well. If you have any crackpot theories about that, we can give you a lightning round real quick to just. Spit them out on us before we move on together to the remaining to the remaining yeah. theories that we have. My my tinfoil hat theory, and the one I've heard a lot, which I think is really cool, is that this game will round itself into the events of Skyward Sword, kind of making this bootstrap paradox where the events of this timeline have no start and have no end, but always were. That also reigns true because of the snake symbols, Ouroboros, the Ouroboros, yep. you know, rounding yep. yourself out, eating your own tail kind of thing. Like, the with the possibilities of Hylia and Demise, like, when we start Skyward Sword and we hear about the war between this, the evil king and Hylia, what if, like, this is those events? Mm. What if that's what's happening here? And it all, like I said, bootstrap paradox. It all leans into each other. The only reason that, like, the Skyward Sword events happen is because these events happened in tears of the kingdom and it feels like nintendo kind of like just threw this this timeline out there and people are like we want more clarity and they're like this is your clarity it all connects no more timeline let's just move on from the timeline yeah yeah exactly uh that's my tinfoil hat theory i don't know if that'll be the case i know we've seen some images of ganondorf that look very like yeah we talked about that and the individual that we've seen that looks a lot like zelda but in a different kind of form we've never seen hylia in her true form so maybe that's a version of her maybe that we don't know what that is either so with all those little spots here and there that'd be a really cool theory i don't know if that's the direction they're gonna go jesus that would be 
the most they've, they've had six years to just get the most crazy yeah, shit they can think that's of. That's what I'm saying, God, man. That would be the most tragic. Like none of it mattered. It always existed. That would be the most tragic shit ever. That would be oh, it just restarts all of this the cycle of death yep. again. Uh. The events of Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> started Skyward Sword, but the events of Skyward Sword also kicked off the timeline that led to Tears of the You see, it's all it's all oh, connected. Oh man, because yeah, because like we we saw that Ganon, that this demise fig. Oh man, that's yeah, that'd be wild if like you open up your Tears of the Kingdom case and inside's like a digital download for Skyward Sword. It's just the just Skyward says, Sword on Wii disc. <laughs> it, it, just, it just says install at games end. You're like, oh my god, you're right. <laughs> not to discredit that I do not want that to be true, but because I would be so fucking sad. Like that would be yeah. like if they lean into like if if Link and Zelda yeah. are like if the characters are aware of in a capacity of this, of what you're saying. Oh my god, that would be such, and like that's almost like an eldritch tragedy, like the, like l- dealing with right. literally like the, the unbreakable cycle of the entire universe as they know it. Well, and that just leans into the whole idea of demise's curse. Demise's curse is an unbreakable, always encompassing thing that happens anytime there is a demise curse or there's someone there a hero and a princess will be born to take them down and that is something that continues to cycle and it would make sense if it was like i said a bootstrap paradox where this always will be and always has been and these are the events that started that you did like all those sections we talked about you combined all of those in that one theory (laughs) you oh fuck i'm here man i've been ready for this I've been yeah. ready for this. I didn't even think about that. I'm not sure I want to think about that. Oh my god. So so Jared, I'm curious though, like to yeah. to to get into that a little bit. What do you think okay. about like cuz we we talked briefly about this obviously. I I have the idea that we're working with different timelines or different dimensions because yeah. Zelda yeah. is falling and we see in the final trailer that Link does not catch her, but we see her being enveloped mm-hmm. by energy. So the only assumption is is that she is transported to where we see her later in the trailer where she's talking yes. to um you know Chris Hackney. And so <laughs> so we're <laughs> so we're sitting here in this situation and, and and you think that like she's up there and she wants Link to find her. Like how do you think like her being separated from those events ties into your theory of this being something that, you know, catapults us into the events of <clears throat> Skyward Sword? Hmm. Well, I, first I think that the first theory was my out yeah, of the wild yeah. tinfoil hat theory, okay. but I I do run more with the idea of there's a, either parallel timelines or parallel mm. dimensions because clearly Zelda is somewhere that Link can't easily access because from what it looks like she's still in Hyrule, but like what kind of what Hyrule is she in? Yeah. Kind of different dimensions kind of thing. Um, how that could tie into the whole bootstrapping connecting into it, it would have to be. They would have to be time travel. They would have to be a time kind of thing. Like she got sent back into the events and somehow this Hyrule and this Skyloft, this Hyrule is what becomes Skyloft is what it would have to be. And she got sent back to those events prior to Hylia lifting the ground up prior to the war. Going all the way back. Connect, trying to, yeah, trying to connect it that way. Maybe these tiers have some connection to the 
ancient warrior is too Hylia to that time and she gets sent there because of that. It would also make sense that like the, she needed those tears to go back in time to kickstart the events of Skyward Sword. Like it all yeah. like kind of like would connect into one another. Right, right. Um, that, that one's hard though. Like I don't know how it would have to be time. I don't think it could be a dimension. She'd have to like go back in to time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. so you think it's possible that we could be having a Link versus Ganondorf and a Zelda Hylia versus Demise happening at the same time in the game, but in two different time periods? I didn't even think about that, but that's an interesting thought too of like these things happening simultaneously. And then it brings up the event like, do we get to play a Zelda? Zelda Are playable Zelda, baby. Yeah. I said Take it earlier. I said it earlier. Top right on my screen. I, uh, listen, listen, I want it to be true. I would love nothing more for, than it for me to be true. But I don't think Nintendo's going to do it. I really don't. I don't think they're going to do it either, but it would be cool. I mean, I played as her in uh, the High Rewards. Age Calamity. Age Calamity and she wasn't doing much. She wasn't doing, she much, wasn't doing much. They need to give her some crazy power. Like, oh. She just had this Sheikah Slate thing was cool. Don't get okay. me wrong. Okay. But that was all that she had for powers. It'd be cool if they like give her a sword or something or give her something cool, like a new power. I don't know. Jared, did you finish the game? Her, Age of Calamity? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Oh, so that, Carry so that happens. Okay, what happens okay. at the end of Age of Calamity, Samps. Uh, yeah, no, he. Uh, she gets crazy powers. Oh, in that okay, game. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Then there you go. Oh. Follow that. Give her some cool powers. Oh yeah, she tees off. Hell yeah. She 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 kind of yeah. There's an alt like there's an alternate move set that she gets later on that is um insane. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I I tried getting into higher Age of Calamity, but like, it's connection or lack of connection to the main story is what put me off to it. It's. Yeah, it's. I mean, listen. If we're talking about time travel, Age of Calamity, like, put that in. Like, that is absolutely possible yeah. in the Breath of the Wild world. It, fuck, we yeah. could see Terrico in this. The the little, uh, the little I, guardian. I'm ret- I'm returning my switch. I mean, we that. know where he is. He's in the box in Zelda's study. We know we'll we could go him get him. We don't need him. Leave him like, there. Um, oh, he's so cute though. He is cute, but yeah, I mean. In Age of Calamity, they brought the champions yeah. from Breath of the Wild's timeline to help. So it could be possible that including they have memories Inobo. of that, including Inobo. Maybe, so maybe he got maybe he got stuck in the Age of Calamity timeline. That's why he's not. They there. left him behind. He's still they trapped about there. Him. We we saw him go back. He did not get stuck. Either Inobo is dead, or we just haven't seen him yet, which would be bad. <laughs> So if it wait, but we saw Goron standing next to Link out on in the trailer. Is that is that is that the Yonobo's kid or it's just a dude? Just a I think it's just, it's a, just a dude. A I think it's just an NPC. Just yeah, it might be okay. the guy in Gerudo Town. He's like, why they let me in here? I'm a guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know why they let, let me in. in. Here. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That, that's what that's the other thing we were talking about. Jared was the Death Mountain riddle because yeah, we saw a shot that seems like there's some good. ancient underground cavern within the volcano mm-hmm. itself but it's also spewing incredible amounts of malice yeah. out of it so and we also that we also haven't seen you know we haven't seen hide or tail of yonobo in any of these trailers any of or, no. or blue or bluto well, or bluto yeah. it's a scorcher today but not only that <laughs> like not only just in the video but in all of the marketing, like it, it's very, it's very specific that the Goron champion is being left out of that light. They're shining a light on everybody else in Tears of the Kingdom except for Yunobo and the Gorons, which is yeah. really, really interesting. Do you think? Do you think that's because the stories that's going to be the first place we have to go? 
It's possible. Death the Malice stuff could start there. What if it starts with Malice leaking it out of Death Mountain and we go there and then find out that there is actually this secret entrance that leads into this huge, massive underground and that's where it starts and that's the initial conception. That's what starts off that adventure. Do you, but to, just, just to play devil's advocate, though, like there's not really like a set structure of the way you're supposed to do the beasts in Breath of the Wild, yeah. but there kind of is. Like They push you in the direction of the Zora one first. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think they're going to do something really? similar here? Yeah, yeah, they do. Like, because they're all over, like, the right-hand side, like, Mount Laneru. And, like, and just how you're traveling, like, when you all... go to Kakariko and you go that way, you're kind of, like, in the direction of heading towards there first anyways. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's true. Yeah, they, they kind of push you their story. Yeah. I'm not sure why story reason, because it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But do you think something similar could happen where they're like, yo, like, you need to go to Death Mountain. They're like, like need. But, like, you you should really go to Death Mountain. I mean, like, that event could be there. that. It could be that they're, like, rebuilding Hyrule, having a grand time. Wow, there's this weird malice coming out of Death Mountain. We should go investigate and find I that out. I think about that. And that's prior to yeah, Hyrule Castle true. lifting and having its whole malice come up. Maybe Ganondorf thought Yenobo was the most dangerous and had to take care of him first. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not the case. Get him out of here. I was about to say, protection is a crazy ability. So maybe that's he was true. like, nah, this kid's got to go. No, maybe maybe he knew he'd be the easiest. Or so he just picked him he's like, or that. The, 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 the tears are like the Infinity Stones and he's the Thanos and Yenobo's the first one he took. We see in the trailers that Ganondorf has a red tear on his forehead. Maybe that was Yenobo's yeah, and yeah. he was the first yeah. one to get, get got. But like it didn't. But like it was so inconsequential. They don't even yeah, show it in the movie. He just shows up with the power stone. Yeah, yeah. yeah like the tears. You know where this is from. The tears are the biggest. Like what? They're obviously the MacGuffin of the right. of the game. But like I didn't. What men- I didn't mention it. But do? speaking of the tears, Ganondorf has one. Zelda has mm-hmm. one. I think it's safe to assume Link might get one. I mean, could this be the Triforce of this game? That's what I was going to ask. If, it, if if the tiers are fragmented pieces of the Triforce and you're trying to reunite them at the same time, like mm. Ganon is trying to acquire them to make him like the ultimate, yeah. you know, badass forever. Um, yeah, that's, that's You know that's what's also theory. interesting I, is like you can look at that as like tiers of the kingdom, like the physical tier. And the other thing you can think is like layers, sky, middle, ground, the tiers of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. You can look at it that way too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's tiered, tiered, like you said earlier, Samps. Because I think. I'm curious. Yeah, go ahead, Nick. I'm curious. So, so and I know this is a little bit off topic, but like. There is a scene where this three-headed Hydra the dragon Gleon, is like mm-hmm. an old, like a Gliak, baby. Have we? Do we know what's going on with that? Do we? Have we seen anything alluding to that before? Is this an all-new no, enemy? Gliak is a boss and Zelda one. Down? Yeah, Gliak's like the Lynels. Gliak was an enemy in Zelda one yep. that has now been reimagined, oh has been yep. reimagined in horrific fashion and put into Tears so of the Kingdom. Because like Breath of the, the whole the whole thing for Breath of the Wild was like this is what Zelda one would have looked like yep. if we had the technology to do it. So oh, they actually yeah. so the they designed Breath of the, Breath of the so cool. Wild first in a kind of Zelda the one Zelda one format to kind of that loose interactive the being able to interact with your world burn bushes and have it explore they designed that first in like a Zelda one format and then translated it over yeah. to its 3D counterpart yeah so yeah that's a Gliok so we'll probably see multiple variants you might see an ice, ice Gliok or a lightning Gliok yeah. yeah I also think that's just getting to the point of like Gandor's just way stronger than Calamity Gan, the monsters oh, yeah. and something just are way more dangerous. Well, he must be yeah, powerful way more dangerous. because in the horns. Yeah. Because he uh, what's was... horns, sorry, Nick, you said? Yeah. 
Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I thought. Well, I was just the kind of the stuff of corns now. Saying. Is what he's saying. Like they. Oh, see yeah, yes. As well. And what I think I've gathered from other people, and I think Zeltic might have like mentioned this, but like I think we're gonna see we new tiers off. of monsters yeah. mm-hmm. in this game based on like the horn structure, because you see the Lynels, and they have mm-hmm. horns coming mm-hmm. out of their heads as well. Like just like all of the enemies now are gonna be this new, you know, corrupted form yeah. of what Ganon has like arisen with malice, and so I think that's gonna kind of play a big, you know, factor into like you're running around this world as Link, and you're choosing your battles very wisely based on what yeah. you have in your inventory at that point in yeah. time, and if somebody has this big ass horn structure like i'm good on you for a little <laughs> bit so we're gonna circle back yeah. around later yeah yeah i that's gotcha that, that's a good point uh we did see a few new enemies actually we saw this like big fat bokoblin with a horn that seemingly like redeads uh, apparently know, yeah we saw redeads or what seemed re-deads. to be redeads uh come in what is a redead i'm so sorry oh buddy have you played ocarina, ocarina of time? time or wind waker they're oh. like the ones that scream at you and you freeze and you can't move and they'll lunge onto you they and lash you. on you yeah oh my god yeah okay bro you know what they got to yeah. bring back fucking dead hand oh gross oh, yeah. i don't want to breath of the wild dead hand <laughs> well here, here's the question though now that we're on enemies and we'll eventually now i think we've sufficiently caught jared up and now that yeah. we're talking about enemies this will be a good segue to eventually into mechanics and and stuff they're bringing back from breath of the wild mm. but what do you guys do you guys think there's going to be a because i this actually come, came from a tiktok which i thought was hilarious but do you think there's going to be something that replaces the guardians in at, at least in like role mm. like a big fucking you know piano riff shit your pants get the fuck away from me enemy we so do you think like a one. fair a fair comp for the guardians would be like the emmys in dread yeah, yeah. like the the, the emmys in dread the guardians danger, as soon as you see him like you're you gotta like run away mm-hmm. yeah like is there gonna be a substitute for that sort of category of of enemy I think we might even have already sort of seen it because say we do start on the Sky Islands, right? We start there in the beginning. We've already seen this massive golem looking thing. And if that is early and if we don't have a lot of like strong weapons, I mean, we saw like sticks and stuff in the beginning, like that's going to be a hard boss to fight early on in the beginning. So I think that might be there yeah. but if anything we do need that because the the guardians played such a big role especially early on being such an intimidating force like i remember the first time seeing the guardians I mean like i am never going to be able to beat these things there's no way i'm going to have to ever be <laughs> yeah. able to beat these so we we need something like that in this game for sure i wonder if we'll still have like the ancient texts like weapons like the know, like the blue energy swords because if, if all she could technology is gone mm-hmm. maybe that could include those weapons too so that'll be interesting yeah yeah and that goes you know lends more you know credence to the idea that we're gonna see more zonai yeah. technology mm-hmm. yeah proliferated throughout this version of hyrule and like you like that the image that i shared in chat of link holding that sword that's weird you know uh wavy mm-hmm. looking sword as he's standing on that hilltop there i mean like that that could be uh, a version of like what we're getting um but yeah i think that's so so fascinating and yeah the, in, in multiple gameplay trailers they've already made a big deal about the 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 zonai uh automatons yeah. that are there the, that are guarding the sky islands mm-hmm. and they're 
they're they're seemingly like aimless they're like yes. chopping down trees they're like performing maintenance on the islands or something like that yeah. so i can only imagine we're going to get into rooms and we're going to see huge like there's actual point where in in the the third trailer where link is looking he's in some type of castle looking structure but he's like looking around and we see this huge it looks like no. a guardian but it looks older mm-hmm. and it's like coming out the wall of yeah, this yeah, yeah, structure yeah, yeah. and it's got energy inside of it so that could be what we're we're looking at there is that guardian mm-hmm. replacement yeah you were saying something colby i believe as well uh, i was gonna say like i don't think there's gonna be anything that fits like the guardian role per se of like wandering around the world and like imminent danger i think we're gonna have enough of that with like ganondorf's forces once yeah that once that starts to play a role in the story so as far as like a, maybe like they turn it on its head though and like that giant golem thing is like like Nick was referring to, like that's on our side. Like we need him to mm. go do things oh, in the world and protect us. Mm. Like yeah, well. yeah. One, okay. one like, thing yes. is we could also like instead of guardians or even these golems, we can get big, large, roaming bosses like the Gleok. Like instead of going and fighting all of the malice and calamity and all the divine beasts, we just have these big, large bosses in certain areas that we can fight. And you can go there and go up to the flame Gleok, but you're not going to be able to beat this thing until you get to a certain point in the game. So those might also take the role of like this big intimidating force that's walking around uh, Hyrule. And just just imagine going there like just be it, imagine like the first sorry time imagine like the first youtube video of someone beating that thing for the first time then a blood moon rises and they just got to fight it again like right oh away. god <laughs> <laughs> yeah it looks it looks like it's like or at least a gliok is perched on the bridge of hylia yeah just in the so middle like nah chilling. motherfucker you gotta go around you ain't going through there now cut but, the kakariko chief you're not coming this way yeah i think uh i think that's a good place to segue into uh, other things that we think that will bring back in Breath or uh, from Breath of the Wild mm. into Tears of the Kingdom, I believe we have uh, enabled this with uh, out with the old question mark. Mm, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, Colby, you also uh, wrote this synopsis. So if you would like to uh, read this one as well, sure, I would, I would love to. Uh, here we go. Tears of the Kingdom is clearly more than a seventy dollars DLC. <laughs> Shout out to the losers who actually said that. So much so that it has me a touch worried in this regard. And we've kind of been, if you haven't if you haven't picked up anything about this game up to this point, take away this. There's a lot going on. Like there's, there's a lot. lot. How so? It I think it begs the question: How much are we bringing back from Breath of the Wild? Character wise, we have Impa, Pura, Robbie, the Elder in Rito Village, Cass, King Dorafan, not looking good for him. The Great Deku <laughs> Tree, four changes from 100 years ago, and, of course, Scorcher Boy, Bluto. Bluto. Um, we've kind of already touched on the towers and the shrines, tech labs we haven't talked about, the dragon's role we haven't really talked about a little bit here, journal entries and additional lore bits, etc. And so what is coming back, and if so, in what capacity? Rumor has it that Tears of the Kingdom is four gigabytes more than its predecessor, which is insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so same engine and all, same Hyrule and all. How much is new and how much will return and what does return, how much of a role is it going to play like in the world? Like we obviously know the kingdom of Hyrule from Breath of the Wild is coming back, but yeah. like more specifically, like well, the stuff in there, like how much of a role is that going to play in the new game going forward? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ty, let's kick it off with you since you have a statement here. Sure, yeah. So we saw a bit of the dragons already. Yeah. Uh, if you, you know, watch Zeltic videos, zoom in on the fucking background, you see, we, we have Zeltic seen... Videos. Real quick, everyone's referencing this Zeltic video. I purposely did not watch it. I'm not going to watch oh, it. Oh, dude, like, it's I, really good. I, 
I, I listen. Yeah. He's he's great, but like I need to learn this stuff for myself. Yeah, it, this was specifically in this in his second trailer analysis, and we saw as Link do- dove off of one of the sides, we saw a dragon's tail mm-hmm. sort of go behind one of the sky islands in the distance. So the dragons seem to be back, mm. and uh, they are now flying around the sky islands, which is cool. Um, I've had a I've had a, a I guess a desire for the dragons to play a bigger role in the story in Tears of the Kingdom since they seem to be mm-hmm. at least vestiges of the three golden goddesses yeah. that created the world. You know, you and they, all of their names are based off of the names of those of the goddesses. goddesses. Yeah, yeah. So, and obviously that goes hand in hand with the three springs that they guard or at least that they serve. Uh, and if the Triforce is going to play a role in this game at all in a, in an enhanced capacity, which I feel like it may have to a little bit now that we have all three of the mm. fucking holders around. Yeah. Uh, the Springs. Now that we're talking about time travel and stuff, the sp- Zelda might go to the Springs in the past. That'd be, so, uh, that'd be that so would be pretty cool. So like, and, and the Springs themselves are heavily almost identical to the ones the Skyward, Skyward Sword. Sword. Yeah. As far as like structure and location. So, I feel like we'll be seeing a couple of them. Uh, I would love for the drag. I would love for the dragons to be a bit more explored because, like, they're just kind of there. Like, yeah. no one, o- only the pure of heart can see them. We know that, mm-hmm. but yeah. pretty much nothing else about them. So, but, but they seem like they would be so fucking important. Mm-hmm. You know, we have that one quest where we, they can obviously over be overcome by malice, which is bad. Yeah, that's not uh, good at yeah. all. Yeah, it's not good. And we had to save one of them, mm. so I'm I'm Nadra, interested right? to see uh, Nadra, yes, the one uh, for the wisdom yes. shrine. Yep. So I am uh, coincidentally that's the one that Zelda went to before, right before Calamity Ganon attacked. So mm. I'm interested to see if the dragons play more of a direct role in the story, if they are directly referenced by like this, maybe the zone I know more about them, uh, maybe they know more about the creation of Hyrule itself, depending on how ancient they actually are. So yeah, dragons. I think it's safe to say, well, at least see the springs. Mm. And with that, it, it's safe to assume we might want to learn more about the dragons. But as far as Shira and Robbie, now that we're talking about possibly the entire like annihilation of Sheikah Tech, yeah. Ganondorf could Ganondorf could have gotten they them. Got, too. Got like, too. It, they could have got got too. So there they, is I that one like, scene with the robotic arms that's giving me hope for at least one. Yeah, there, mm. there's that one scene where Link's yeah. like, what the... Like, he seems to be about to be like probed by these fucking yeah. guardian like arms coming down from this. So that could be like they yeah. they move their place to a new hideout. They're preserving what's left of Sheikah technology, uh, in the hopes that it can help Link and Zelda. Yeah. So uh, I think it's safe to say that maybe they have now like moved from their separate labs together in a mm. conjoined lab. I yeah. think that that's sort of the the feeling I've got going. I would think it's in Hatino though, because that place looks to be pretty okay. Yeah, Hatino yeah. looks pretty good from the from uh, fucking nothing touches Hateno. Like it must have some crazy law, crazy defenses, but yeah, Hateno's looking great. Um, so yeah, they might have joined up in Hateno. Perhaps, uh, Robbie's lab just got fucking iced by some monsters. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got here? Yeah. It's not looking good for King Dorfin. Now that Sidon's wearing the crown, he could have just retired or he may have died. Yeah. Uh, Bluto was on Death's Door anyway. I thought he might die in Breath of the Wild, to be honest. Like, he's just so fucking dude, he old. Just, dude, he's just back pain. What do you mean? <laughs> okay, but now with now with the Goron's fucking home getting malicified, it, it might not look good for or him either. Or he turns into, like, a boss like he does in Twilight. 
Right. Maybe yes. Maybe we haven't true. seen Yanobo because Bluto's just back. He's back's fine, and he's yeah. Bluto's like, all right, you're you're fucking demoted. Get out of here. Get out of here, man. The boss <laughs> uh, is back. The the Rito Elder is just like delusional. Like he's just I, there. He's just there. He he's yeah. like dementia. Uh, Cass, I think, is really interesting. Uh, cause he has a lot of like songs of lore about, yeah. uh, the ancient past. So I feel like it would be sort of sad to not see him again in the same role, maybe even an enhanced role as well. Perhaps with the, the Rito effort, he, he returns to his homeland and helps out. Uh, we he talked about the towers and shrines. Uh, the, I feel like we'll get more journals, but I just wonder, I so. it I would probably, it's probably more Zonai yeah. based, I would say probably get like zonai you know tablets and like old carvings that's that's sort of my idea as well for that and then the great deku tree is super interesting because he's not there as far as like people who know the most impa and the deku tree seem to be like in a league of their own yeah impa true impa's interesting kakariko seems fine yeah uh but she could also have died there's just a lot of really old characters in yeah, Breath of the Wild that could just old. fucking ate it. A lot. A uh, lot, a lot. If anyone's going to survive, it probably would be Impa. Yeah. But. True. Yeah. Uh, the Deku tree is interesting because somehow the Master Sword has to be brought back. Mm-hmm. It has to be uh, protecting yeah. it. And, and the last time that happened was be- because it was in the it was in the Great Deku Tree's protection in the yeah. Korok Forest and the pedestal. So. We've seen just like the darkness around that one Zonai ruin has been lifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't, I think we may have seen a shot of the forest where we didn't see the Deku tree in it. So, yeah. you know, Ganondorf could have pulled a uh, an Ocarina of Time and poisoned it and killed it. Uh, it. But again, if we're doing time <laughs> travel stuff, it. Zelda could go back in time and see the Great Restore Deku the tree. Sword. Maybe like this, yeah. she could also go back to a time where the Deku tree didn't fucking exist. So mm, if we're yeah. if we're like if we're going with the crackhead theory that she goes all the way back to before Skyward Sword, Decatree's not even in the fucking equation. He's gone. So right, but yeah, we we could see Korok Forest is pretty well protected against mm. Malice. So I mean, now we're dealing with Ganondorf. So maybe Link like comes in just the nick of time to save uh, the Great Decatree. But yeah, that's something that's I think is a bit more up in the air as well. So. Something that I, I don't think that we've touched on is that we see the labyrinths have risen yes. into yeah. as like pieces yeah, of the sky yeah. island, and so and 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 I'm not a uh, wholly like versed. I know the labyrinths are like deeply connected to uh, the Zonai mm-hmm. and like everything that they set up in Breath yeah. of the Wild as well, and kind of like the mystery of like why they're there and what their entire purpose is. Um, but I'm curious as to see like <laughs> them being in the Sky Islands and what that actually means for the story and like what again like why why they're actually yeah. there like are we having duplicative you know labyrinths that are coming oh, down you know from yeah. above and then they also exist below like what's what does that mean for that for also might lead into like instead of time travel we get like a dark world kind of theme here where instead of mm. having time travel we have yes. parallel worlds where now we have similar structures and similar islands from this parallel world now bleeding into the current world world that we are in I always thought that made more sense mm, than time, time travel, travel yeah. or alternate universes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is very but like interesting. Spe- yes. Yeah, but but like speaking of like labyrinths and stuff like that, as far as like stuff that might come back, a big knock on Breath of the Wild for traditional Zelda fans was the dungeons and the divine beasts and like how few of them there were. So mm-hmm. 
what are we thinking in that regard for dungeons? Like, it seems like there's going to be. Yeah. I think there's going to. Are shrines not dungeons? Are we are we adamant that shrines? <laughs> there are many dungeons. I, I, yeah. I love the I love the shrines, but when thirty of them are blessings, I I'm sorry. Yeah, that's like, fair. When twenty five percent of them are blessings. Okay. I like the dungeon, but I'll I'll that's agree fair. that some of the shrines are like way more complex in your thinking than any dungeon. It's just like wander around, fight boss, get keys, fight boss. Like that's how most of like exactly, the yeah. normal dungeons in the game yeah. are. I think that we won't see the traditional dungeon return. I don't think we're going to, but I, I think not. this underground is going to give. A very complex level of exploration that's gonna like scratch that itch. But yeah, you're not running around, you're not getting keys, you're not getting a big key to fight boss, but you'll be running around the plains of Hyrule and find a cave you can go into. And then as you dive into this cave, maybe you find a mini boss down there. Like I think that's how quote unquote dungeons are going to be presented. I don't think they're gonna be how we remember it in the traditional formula, because I don't think that traditional formula is what they're good. After Breath of the Wild, I don't think they're going back to that. Again. Yeah. I think I, I can agree with you That's on right. that, but That's I fair. think we might see more like buildings, like interiors yes. that yes. are like and I hope that that are dungeons too. in like the mm-hmm. dictionaries. A lot of like what Death Mountain's showing already. Yeah, because yeah. we see the underground cavern Death Mountain. There seems to be like an ancient temple structure down there. We see the what I'm going to continue to call the Arbiter's Grounds rising up from the sand, or at least it's some kind of. Just gonna speak it into existence. I, I bro, <laughs> if if we see the broken mirror of Twilight, I'm gonna cry. Uh, but yeah, we have see. Have you ever played Twilight Princess? No, uh, but I still think oh, <laughs> the, the lore implications Tyler, are. I so listen, good. okay. I I I never got it. Uh, but we're gonna change. We're gonna yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ball my eyes out over a game I've never played. I'm sorry, man. It <laughs> look Min, Minna's such a cool character. He knows Minna's too much. He knows too much. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we have the Arbiter's Grounds. You may. So I think we might have more like temples and like actual massive yeah. buildings that we can explore like interiors and such yeah did you guys uh, but, watch yeah. any of the preview gameplay no a little bit i have not at all i watched uh brian altano's preview um i didn't really pull because i was focused on what he was saying with his impressions mm. on like specifically the gameplay and what it felt like to solve like some of those mechanical puzzles um i didn't really like try and look too yeah. deep into like where he was or what he was doing but what, what did you they think, don't Jared? go into like on the the topic of dungeons they don't show anything like that but there was a, a preview where someone you said can that, get to them right yeah someone said they saw a structure and he they said, told like, them Miyamoto, not to go like in there. he said no you can't not to go in the structure so there's a structure and they weren't allowed yeah. to go into the structure so mm. do with that what you will but uh the the extended gameplay wasn't it just kind of showed context to the abilities it's sort of more a contextual Ultra way of how they're yeah. used in real time that was all i don't think there's a ton of lore implications that the the previews gave away yeah of course yeah all right well uh, unless anyone else has any burning uh stuff for this out with the old section uh we'll do this sort of transition thing because the the last section that we have is mechanics and such so uh i know a lot of people have been wondering about mm. the rune situation, the Sheikah slate. Uh, yeah. Do you guys think the here. Do you guys think the runes are coming back, or is it completely replaced with all these Ultra Hand abilities that we're getting? Um, that's so interesting because if they <laughs> don't come going. back, it's going to it has almost like a double edged sword because we've gotten so used to exploring this world with this set of abilities, mm. and now we have a similar set of abilities that kind of scratch that same itch but not exactly like going through the world and not having Revali's Gale is going to be weird 
Like I travel so much with Rivali's Gale and you have the lift ability or whatever, but it's a very situational ability too. So it's what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. So we, I think they, they won't come back because they're, they're trying to really focus on these new abilities, but I think that there's going to be more abilities than just the ones we've seen. I think there's more that we're going to get to. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say like, I, there's no. I don't think it's a lore reason they're not coming back. I think they're not coming back because they want you to see the new gameplay. Yeah. that's why I think. Also, we can build vehicles, so that's our Rivali's Gale now. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah and buddy. And jetpacks. Oh my god, the yeah. So that that leads us uh, very nicely into the uh, mechanics and such section mm. uh, of this, where uh, it's a bit of a shorter section, at least in terms of the synopsis. But as you can as you can tell, we don't give a shit about the gameplay. We just want to talk story stuff. <laughs> True, but yeah. So Colby, uh, you also wrote this one. So so would you like to would you like to read this one as I well? Don't rem- I don't remember that, but all right. Um, all right, Breath of the Wild introduced a lot of new and cool mechanics for an open world game, the biggest of which being, for a lack of a more professional way of putting it, wow, everything I try works. <laughs> uh, basically, anything you try, whether with climbing, except in rain, weather elements, elemental, fire, ice, lightning, wind, gimmicks, gravity, like, etc. Like, the world felt like a, like a world we, the world we live in, like, as far as, like, how stuff interacts with one another. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's the biggest reason why we talked about at the beginning of the episode, like all these games copy Breath of the Wild. I think that's the biggest reason why, because that's what made it different. That's what distinguished it from its open world counterparts. With yes. that said, what kind of magic do we think this game is going to bring as far as like new mechanics? And obviously we've seen Ultra Hand, Ascend. I don't, I, I don't know the names of all of them because I, I admittedly have stayed away from a lot of it. Yeah. But we've seen all that. We've seen that you're probably going to be able to just build out these crackhead machines and just do whatever like fly like fly like drive like a hellcat through the sanctum doors of hyrule castle yeah i'm just waiting for some modder to build like evangelion oh it's gonna happen you know it's it's yeah yeah i I need that in my life in zelda yeah yeah 100 but i think ultra hand is gonna like change how we play this game i think that's gonna be a really big one i think it might i think it might change how just video games are played yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah, for sure. It's, it's just to be able to grab any object and fuse them together and have them still have their physic properties. And again, all the things you said, if I do it, it works. If I fuse two logs together and put this fan behind it, I've now created a raft that I can use to get to the other side of this water. Like those kind of like, if you do it, it should work moments are going to be huge. And people that already do crazy shit now in Breath of the Wild, I can't wait to see how they handle ultra hand and all that too because it's going to be wild yeah i feel like that's going to add even more like wow everything i try works moments to this game you know mm-hmm. like you because if if they get rid of revolving scale and the champion abilities which could be re- replaced by new abilities we don't know uh mm-hmm. but yeah ultra hand seems to replace uh, like magnesis because it looks like you can just pick up anything it doesn't have to be anything. metal you can just yeah. pick up whatever the hell you want uh Rewind is obviously a modified stasis where it only works on certain things. I'm wondering if it works on enemies, though, because we've only seen it do it on objects. So I wonder if you can just reverse the trajectory of enemies, like, running at you. Like, a goblin's running straight at you, and you just reverse it backwards. That'll be the reverse plus that you get from uh, Robbie and... Uh, what's her name? Yeah, uh, and Pira, of course. Yeah, Pira, yeah, yeah, there you go. I was about to say, we do see the Sheikah Slate briefly, so... Uh, the Sheikah Switch. Link's holding it. Yeah, he's, he's holding it. So but it's not the exact Sheikah slate. Maybe it's the Zonai slate. 
maybe i don't think maybe so i don't know but we <laughs> i think you're reaching chief. we we, we could see it maybe it's just like a hey this is how the chica slates gets lost you know we're gonna we're gonna be very detailed in how we samus you mm-hmm. and how we take away everything you know uh yeah but yeah uh rewind obviously with the fucking uh what's it the rocks that fall off the sky mm-hmm. islands i'm wondering if like because we literally see in the like the small bit of gameplay that Onuma gave us that the rocks like is mid falling. Like once you see that fall, is that just it? Like no other pieces fall off of that island, or is there some, or do like those pieces despawn and then another piece falls later? Uh, like I'm sort mm-hmm. of. I do think that that's more likely to be the case as you're traversing the world. Like it'll recognize. Yeah, yeah, it enters, yeah. Enters it'll only fall when you're in close proximity to it. I imagine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, I just wanted to run yeah. that by you guys because that's a little bit of game design yeah. theory. But I, you know, I also think you know we we talked a little bit about dungeons too. I think the sky islands themselves are going to be just for the replacement right yes you see it It and there's like a very specific moment and like obviously with how many there are like like jared said they're littering the sky right now um and and there's this really cool moment where it looks like there's a gravity Gravity manipulation uh, yeah destabilization as link is like you know jumping from like platform to platform looks super cool exactly (laughs) super cool and then and yeah, and then Altano, he was talking about how when he like you know he was spent his time you know during the gameplay and he was playing around with the ultra hand mm-hmm. abilities and the crafting mechanics going from island to island. He was talking about how it was you know very very much intensive on getting from one to mm-hmm. the other and that they were very focused on trying to get him to those different places. So I think like traversing those and getting in between those is going to be really like kind of a core gameplay element yeah. that we're going to, you know, starting an experience here. He also said that the crafting abilities, like not everything he tried to put together to get to where he wanted to go mm-hmm. worked. Like there were a lot of times Trial where you're given certain materials or you're given like balloons and they're just like normal like balloon structures, but you have to put stuff on them to actually make them rise into the sky. Like some of the things that he tried like didn't work and, and it was one of those where it was finally like spending just enough time to get things just in the right place created mm-hmm. that sense. So I'm curious, like, because me, I am the kind of gamer where it's like I like a little bit of a puzzle. People complained, you know, un- until they until they were blue in the face about God of War Ragnarok and how how like upset they were when like the NPC like gave them a hint on how to solve the puzzle. I see the argument, but I wasn't as bothered mm-hmm. by that. And I know that Zelda inherently has always had a puzzle game, you know, DNA in its system. I just hope that there are going to be elements in this that are going to give some of the players a little bit more. Like, I want modernity. I want some accessibility from Tears of the yeah. Kingdom. Whether or not we get that remains to be seen. But I, I hope that they, like, they point yeah. players in a direction where it's like, oh, we're building on things that we've taught you if you've been paying attention. Kind of the same way that Elden Ring mm-hmm. does that for their players. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I hope that they could, they're kind of learning some lessons here and, and accounting yeah. for that. I think going off of what you're saying here, Nick, you know, we talked about dungeons, we talked about shrines. I think the world is the dungeon and it is the shrines. They're taking aspects and mechanics from shrines so. and implementing that to puzzles around the world. I mean, mm. we see things like the Sky Islands where you're moving like a, a gyroscope. Maybe that's tra- traversed to another island. Maybe that's used yeah. to open uh, a structure or something. But I feel like a lot of yeah, the-, the One of the apparatuses is in like the main world. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think a lot of the mechanics from 
the shrines of Breath of the Wild might just be implemented in your exploration of the Sky Islands and the world and the underground even, maybe. Yeah, like you don't have to be like, yeah. oh, I'm going to a shrine. Here's your designated puzzle space. No, now everything's yeah. just integrated like, into the open world itself. Yeah, like imagine if you, in yeah. Breath of the Wild, you walked up to a shrine and went down into it, and instead of it being one shrine, it was like rooms of it. It was an underground that you can just explore, yeah. and the only barrier to that connected. was solving those puzzles. Yep. Now imagine that in like Tears of the Kingdom, where you go underground, and the only thing stopping your exploration is trying to figure out the puzzles, figure out how to progress forward. Yeah. Yeah. And that might be the thing that they're probably going to rely on because they don't want players to be like running around and retreading all of the same ground, yeah, exactly. the same topography that they laid out in Breath of the Wild. Like maybe it is they're stopping players from getting to certain mm-hmm. places because they want them to go either yeah, above like or some, below to get to where they some want crazy to. like Ganondorf malice barrier or like or something happens in the world where like mm-hmm. you can't just walk across the ground to get to you know, Rito Village or something, you have to go like underground and go underneath or, or like somehow circumvent, go up to the Sky Islands and go over this yeah. barrier. Uh, and that forces you into the new content yeah. that, that you know and love or that maybe the new Nintendo content that you're like, about to know and love, I should say. Yeah. Uh, as yeah. Well. Maybe Nintendo saw Elden Ring come out and they're like, damn, maybe we should delay our game and like do some of that. And they're like, okay, cool. Hey, listen, <laughs> if they, if they took things out of Elden Ring's book, that's fine by me. That game uh, should be studied and have their shit implemented Did in you every play game. That, Tyler? Oh yeah, twice. I, I have like okay. 250 hours okay. in it. I haven't yeah. played it all. I own it and I still haven't played it. Oh my god. I totally forgot that that Shout you out. are also an avid Sony gamer. Yes, I. Uh, well, I have an Is Xbox, right? so I do not. Ha- oh, okay. I so played you played it on, it on Xbox. Xbox. Yes, got, it, got, it, got, it, got it. Uh, that was my first Souls like so. Oh, cool. But nice. uh, yeah, I, I think those are all great points, gentlemen. Uh, but I do feel like we have. Uh, failed to acknowledge the fact that for for literally like two a second in the trailer we saw footage of link in a fucking wingsuit yes yep. his yeah, wingsuit yeah and he's falling down there's like li- mission lasers. impossible cool laser grid like saxophone like, blaring in like, the background what is he talking about and i was like okay this is no, mission yeah. impossible like, is that- i have a theory that that hole is the hole in the yuga hideout that you go down and you like the the dropping hole oh, that is there. Fuck, that would be so With sick. The lasers, you can go down there and you glide down go. and that leads to the underground. We got to recruit master. Oh Koga. my god, Koga's alive. <laughs> He's down there. He survived the fall. Imagine. Like that would be if if, if the underground is such a big thing in this game, Im- like that would be the perfect way to like retread I old mean, ground. It looks it looks very similar in its round structure and its like architecture. It looks like the Yiga hideout. Fair, fair. But I, well, my question to you is like, is that wingsuit going to be a part of Link's just normal set, or is he just going to have that for like that particular puzzle? I, I think that we get uh, what I'm really excited about is all of the costumes that we get, and I hope because they did such a good job with this in the first one that they had like costumes that like were nods back to the old games, like having Majora's mask or having the dark uh, get Ghost Ganon armor. I hope we get a lot of that stuff too. The dark but Link. I think that armor might play more of a role in, like you said this suit has a wingsuit on it or this mm. we had kind of got a little bit with like this helps you climb better but i think they're going to take that a step further with some of the outfits that you can go like with the wingsuit okay okay that's a, that's a fair climb. point someone did speaking of armor stuff someone did see that uh in one of the gameplay set i think the gameplay that alnuma did when you jump mm. in the water 
the ascend symbol lights up for a small second when you go underwater. So there could be, there, there might be some underwater sections that you can use ascend to oh, just fucking get out of there real quick. Um, imagine Horizon Forbidden West underwater stuff, but like for Zelda, that would be wild. Ridiculous. Because that game did underwater so again, good. Again, that little that little CPU is just going to heat up. It's going to melt the inside like, of our Switch. If they oh, have sorry guys, that. you need an OLED or else you will literally die if you put this game in your car. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, what are What is our timestamp at right now? We're, we're almost across the three hour mark, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. Um... That was about it. We had that was about everything we had for mechanic wise. Uh, what would come mm-hmm. back? So I don't know, Col- Colby. What do you think? Do do you guys have anything else you you're burning to talk about that don't fit cleanly into any of these yeah, sections? Put, put anything you guys want to talk about? Because we've kind of gone I, through I our have, outline a little bit. Yeah, I have. A, oh, this isn't a big worry, but I have a worry that. Let's hear it. All right. If the underground isn't kind of what we expected to, and the Sky Islands aren't as elaborate, that it being just like Breath of the Wild is great, but there has to be enough different, or it's just going to be. It's like that Super Mario Galaxy, Galaxy 2 conversation. Yeah. Like, Galaxy 2 is great, but Galaxy is what started this. Like, Breath of the Open World Breath of the Wild is what we are so hyped and excited for. Mm. It had never been done before. Yeah. And now we're retreading territory that we've already done so exactly we have an idea and want of those things but if they fall short where like sky islands aren't like super expansive or the underground isn't great i'm worried that it's going to still be great because it's breath of the wild and again we talked about before narrative is what i'm really excited about too how these like tie into each other yeah i'm afraid it's going to be like yeah breath of the wild is a 10 and 10 and this is good but it's kind of just breath of the wild again and that's a small hesitance i have with it it yeah yeah, the thing that this game, like Breath of the Wild, was compared to the rest of the Zelda series. This yeah. game is just going to be compared to Breath this of the Wild. This game like, now is compared to Breath of the Wild, which to some argue is the the best Zelda yeah. game. So it's like it has a lot. Of, it has big shoes to fill for sure. Yeah, but like I have, I have complete faith that it's. Gonna, I, I think it's like I like Todd and I have said it over and over again. Like the only game that could be better than Breath of the Wild in our eyes is, is this sequel. game. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, I I I, 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 don't, I don't know about you, Todd, but I have complete. I, faith I have complete faith. I just as good. I don't think Nintendo is stupid, yeah. and they have raised this game. It's an unpopular opinion. Yeah, today. they have. But here's the thing: they ra- <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom is seventy dollars. Mm. I feel like they are super pressured because of that price tag to like yeah. make to make it good. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's the, or maybe it's a counterpoint. This is our first seventy dollars Switch game. Is this? Okay. Maybe it's okay. a counterpoint where they're or they're like, no, it's not like they feel pressure. It's like, no, this fucking rocks. We can make a seventy dollars. We can sell this for either way. That's good for us. Yeah, we uh-huh. win. Consumer yeah. wins in that sure. in that spot because I don't know what my I don't know what my cap is because everyone has a cap, but I'd pay a lot of money for this game. So oh, <laughs> seventy dollars. Yes. I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh easy. Yeah. That's fine. I was I was on the ver- verge of uh, I was I was looking on eBay I was looking at price points on eBay for the, the yeah, yeah baby that I was I was looking at stuff that was like 160 bucks on there so it was like it wasn't terrible it's at all bad. yeah and so I don't know I don't know if I want to if I want to drop that Long on Long story on short, but I do I do need to or go to GameStop I need to pre-order mine because I still haven't pre-ordered it yeah 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 
yeah, and I don't want to miss out on. I don't know, like, I mean, I, every, there are a lot of Zelda fans out there, but like, I don't know if they're like gonna ship like all of the units, or if I call the games up and be like, "Yep, sorry, they're all sold out." I don't know how close no, they, I, that would happen. I've to been pre-ordering release. mine like games recently through like Amazon, getting them, and every time I get it like end of day, day of. So I'm like, "Nope, I'm gonna go pick up my copy at GameStop the night before," and I already have the yeah. next day off. I took it off. I was like, I'm gonna play it all day <laughs> yeah. long. I. I, I actually uh, secured my vacation request Hell yeah. with my boss on Friday, and then I like I said I'll come back on Tuesday. Ooh, you so gave it a little wiggle room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll try to reacclimate myself on Monday and like not game all day, but yeah, oh, give man. myself a, you know at least three. Yeah, Colby days. got yeah. a little fucked in that regard. Uh, I got big things <laughs> fucked in that regard. What do you have to do, Colbs? I took off the twelfth. For teaching, but oh, like I, I, I like, think you told the story on one of your episodes or something. I think last yeah, night she's like, so, "Oh, you got to do yeah. family thing." Yeah. So I took off the twelfth to play this game and just join everybody, basically. Yeah. And then my mom's yeah. like, "Oh, wait, you take off the eighth because like we have something planned for your graduation." I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> damn it. "I have something planned too, mom." Jeez, uh, yeah. <laughs> do you not know what day it is? is? I said, that's what I fucking said. I like the one day a year. I've been looking forward to this for six years. And like, the one day I try to take off, I just get fucking cock blocked by graduation. Yeah, You're going to be sitting at your graduation party just seeing like tweets and messages of like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. You're going to see pictures of me with just the straightest and most pissed off face because I can't take off the 12th yeah. to play Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. I. Oh, fun fact my internship doesn't start until June. So my May is oh, completely you're, you're free. S- Set. So nice. You're married. Nice. You're not as free as you think. I know, but <laughs> it's okay. She understands begrudgingly <laughs> that I will probably be unavailable on the trip. Not happy. No, my, my significant other it. knows. Did you knows. actually get married? Oh Christ! No, 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 no. Okay. Me, me okay. and my girlfriend have been together for four years, but everyone just makes jokes that we're married. Oh, got, so. it, got it. I was it's like, the most, yeah, it's, it's the most officially unofficial marriage. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha, got gotcha. it. Well, what were you saying, Jared, about your your SO? Oh, I was just saying she knows. She knows the day. She knows yeah. it's all the time. Yeah, the, I was like, it's fine. <laughs> the coalition of boys uh, with fucking <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. But, oh, and, man. yeah, that that's kind of everything I have. I've kind I think I am sufficiently spilled of all of my my theories for this game. Uh, and it's so around the corner. It's two we weeks away, days. man. Two weeks away. Yep. We've waited six years. This is nothing compared to. I don't know, man. It feels like it's like right there, but then still like, yeah, so far yeah, away. so far away. Next week, I think is going to be the hardest. That last week, yes, exactly. I think, yeah. Friday, especially like yeah, working, you know, like of the twelfth is going to be like a blur, like a little blur <laughs> yeah. as we head towards Friday, and then it's, yeah. the day before that Thursday, the eleventh, that work day is just my. How am I supposed to work? How you expect me to yeah, work? How, on that how day? do you do this? Yeah, right. And right. Uh, if only they did like midnight. Like releases, oh, I, would I would be there. If only they did that. Indeed, you know? do they not do that anymore for you guys. I don't think so. I, I, not really anymore. Our GameStop does uh, I, nine p.m. releases because it's midnight East Coast, so I get mine at nine. That's so. Oh wow, God, that yeah. must be sick. So Let I'm going right after like what's nine p.m. I'm gonna go to my GameStop, pick it up, play it that night. Hell yeah. Okay. Indeed, I, I it's it's gonna be tough, but you know we can we've waited this long, we can do it. Right. Oh man, absolutely tired, boys. What a time! What a what a great what a great time we're all having here. It's 
it's weird because like Tears of the Kingdom is not even out yet, and I'm very excited for that. But I'm like, what do they do next? Like I'm already, I'm yeah, already right? like, like, what's after that? What are they gonna do? The implications yeah, of what the hell happens after. It might be a Sakurai situation where Numa's like, just fucking leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. I'm retiring. I'm done. I gave you I gave you back-to-back bangers. Just let me rest. <laughs> Imagine if they're like, this is the last one. Yeah. No more Zelda after this. I, no I, I, Zelda. Do, I, I do think this is going to be the last new Zelda Switch title. For sure. Oh, okay. long time. I, yeah. for, for the but Switch? Yeah. The next console is around the corner, so. Yeah, like, for sure. This is going to be the last one. Yeah. Holy shit. Look at us, three hour, three hours <laughs> later. Well, to be fair, just to be fair, on the topic of subs are biding our time. Xenoblade, the Xenoblade Chronicles three thing just came out. So, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it is DLC it is this it? final story that, DLC, Future Redeem. That DLC alone has made me want to play the franchise. Like I want to play all of it because of that DLC. It looks so cool. I I have been trying to find a way, but I'm I, every time I sit down, I'm like I don't have enough time. Like I'm gonna have to sit down and like not do anything else for hours, and I don't have a window for that yet. So yeah, I'm waiting. That's yeah. why I didn't pick yeah. up Star Wars because I was like I'm not gonna be able to give it the time when Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, so I'm, I'll just wait yeah. until afterward. I'm waiting until after finals week to really commit to any of the big story games that I haven't committed to yet. Bay- Bayonetta, uh, the obviously the Xenoblade Three. There's too many. There's too many games this year. Too many great games. Like like some some years we have breaks where it's like okay yeah we can focus on this one thing and everything we like let fall aside colby i know you let everything else fall to the side besides <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seven games and zelda games Literally but everything. i will say that like for 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 me and being so interested in so many of these different like developers and publishers yes. i am like struggling with this because so many bangers are coming out back to back Bro, to back like i haven't get... beaten resident evil 4 remake <laughs> oh, yet gosh. we get starfield and spider-man 2 this year God, re- yeah. oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. At the end of this year, yeah. Starfield and Spider-Man 2. How, how am I supposed to be able to have time to play these? You're not going to have Tears of the Kingdom beat by then. And I... Yeah, you're probably right. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right. I still right. played Elden Ring yet. Yeah, there, there are some games that I had on my list. I was like, yeah, I'm excited for this. But now it's like, fuck. No, I, yeah. I, I didn't drop my... And it's like, I want to buy you and play you, but... I'm not the Pokemon going to... DLC comes out at the end of this year too. Fuck you're right. Yeah, the Splatoon three DLC <laughs> is coming pretty soon as well. Did you pick Scarlet up your copy Violet of Scarlet DLC. and Violet, uh, Colby? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> He's like absolutely, absolutely. That's not. okay. Never. I'm curious though, but like, hey, in how many hours did you guys collectively or like individually put into Breath of the Wild, oh and how many gosh. more hours do you anticipate oh, you're going to okay. put into? So oh, I, I, I played Breath of the Wild through four times. I did okay. once. I, I'm one though. of the few people that bought it on Wii U because <laughs> like, I didn't have a Switch and I wasn't waiting. Yeah. So I beat it on Wii U, bought it again, beat it on okay. Switch. Then I played it through master mode and beat it, and then I did a fourth master mode playthrough, which is what I'm doing now, which I'm attempting to do the trial of the sword. But dear How, God, how's that it's, it's not. I've got <laughs> to like worst. floor six, and I'm like, this is impossible. I can't. This is impossible. I can't do it. It's it's the hardest thing. I it might be the hardest like video game thing I've ever done. It's the hardest. I was like, I could beat this by Tears of the Kingdom. It's not happening. There's no way I'm gonna finish yeah. through 51 floors. I can't even get past six. Yeah. Yeah. It's but I put in so much time insane. into Breath of the Wild, and I can only imagine I'm gonna do that if not double if this game's bigger now. Yeah, I right. I did only two playthroughs. I did one regular and then one master mode when it came out. Mm. So uh, I, I I got the full range of that, and I, that was probably about like a hundred some hours. 
yeah. but if this we've been sort of comparing it to Elden Ring a little bit. If it's anything like Elden Ring, I'm easily doubling that time. Uh, yeah, it, I'm, I'm easily okay. going for that two hundo uh, if that's if that's in the cards. So yeah, that that's my okay. prediction. Okay. So I don't know how many runs I've done. It, the numbers a lot. Um, uh, 425 <laughs> hours. Oh, for fuck's sake. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's insane. That's insane. And I'm currently going through my. So I have the. It's, I, I, I have a disease. I have it to a point <laughs> where it's like when I play through the game, it's no death, all memories in order. Like, mm. like I get memories 1 through 17, like in order, including Divine Beast. So I go to Rio Village first. Sora's last. You get all those like Korok seeds? I have in my in my current mode in my current run I have like two hundred something. Oh well, okay. So you know I'm like twenty two percent of the way there. I hope they don't bring. Yeah. Oh, I hope there's not as many Korok seeds. Uh, or if they are, Tyler hopes they like have to mean something. Well, to be fair, I don't think. Yeah. I saw a tweet about this recently. It was a very intriguing. The Korok seeds were never meant... You were never meant to get all 900 of them. I saw that. Yeah. It, which is, It was never meant to be a completion thing. That's why the last... The reward is just... Is, is shit. Bigger yeah. shit. Yeah. So it... You yeah. know, it's just there to always have something to do in between. Uh, so, you know. It's like the Odyssey Moon Theory. You always have some, like, hit of dopamine that, like, instant gratification yeah. all the time. And, I, and to be fair, I yeah. was never going to collect all 900, no matter what. So, Same. yeah, it truly doesn't yeah. matter to me to criticize that aspect because, yeah, I, I just find Korok seeds and I upgrade my inventory, and that's that's good. Yep, and that's all I need. <laughs> I mean, that might be the best line in Breath of the Wild is I have the power of inventory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about what about you, Nick? How many hours have you played? I can't oh. remember. Um, I know that I, I I know I asked you. I, I would have to look at my Switch yeah. to, to be a little bit understanding of, right. of that. But I um, I played through it all the way once, and then I restarted to play through. Um, and like my first playthrough, I sunk out. Like I lived in that world. I did everything I possibly could because I don't. I do typically don't replay games. Yeah. So I knew that like that first time, I was going to try and get as many hours that as i could into it and, and understand as much as that world as i could but uh i think uh i think probably if i were to just ballpark it i probably in somewhere around 60 to mm, 90 hours yes. total which i know is like it's amateur hour over here compared to you guys nah, that's cool it's yeah. good that makes sense like that, See, that's, that's a respectable one time. of my normal playthroughs were about that long but then i did it four times <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly exactly so it just compounded over time yeah Ooh, but fuck <laughs> Do you... i think we're done i think tyler's out are we done okay. are we done we can't we can't get any more out maybe of it. this should just we be the structure of the show going forward we talk about a game and just bring guests on like radio show maybe that's what we'll let's not pop in for a bit in a section i mean it's not a bad idea it's a cool concept i mean i, I mean nick stayed the whole fucking time he was like no nah, never mind i'm staying i did <laughs> I just want to be in it. I was like, okay, Nick will be in from like 1245. He'll probably stay for an hour or two. Nope, all three hours. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, well, listen, you mean like you're like, oh, I could jump in for like 30, 45 minutes. I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. My recording is at 100, an hour and 25 right now. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, unless yeah. you guys have any more burning Tears of the Kingdom theories. I'm just excited, Tyler. I'm just ready. My body is ready. Uh, yeah, too. I, I'm. It, yeah. Just, t- time for talk is over. Well, then. Yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Are we guys gonna get the? Uh, are we gonna get the? Um, 
are do you think obviously they have the link in the collector's edition they have the link amiibo do you think we're going to get later amiibo oh, pushes sure. oh yeah after for, it sure, launches? for sure yeah okay okay yeah, like Z- like Xenoblade that. Three just got Amiibo, and that game came out like a year ago. So like, it's yeah. definitely gonna yeah, be definitely gonna yeah. Okay. So we'll probably get Zelda, Ganondorf. I had to guess. Oh, Ganondorf Amiibo, fuck yeah, dude. Oh my, Daddy God. Dorf in an Amiibo version. You can't yes. let him out of the box. You can't let Ganon that Dad. Yeah, the real world. of course not. Chris, we'll probably, we'll probably get a Chris Hackney Amiibo. It's just him. Just, just, just Chris Hackney. Yeah, <laughs> just him. it's just him. <laughs> yeah, uh, voice actor uh, okay. Amiibos, but. Tyler's tried to ep- end this episode like six times. Let's let him. Uh, we won't let I him. Know, I know. Listen, my, Sorry, my voice just hit three hours. Now we can end it. No, yeah, same, same. Okay. So, okay. well, boys, uh, the time for talk is over, but the time for plugging is never over. So uh, starting starting with Nick, since you were uh, the first one here, uh, tell the good people where they can find uh, your show and, and your other works. Absolutely. So we are the Friday Night Gamecast, and that is on all podcasting platforms, whether you like, you know, uh, Spotify, Apple, you know, iTunes podcast, Apple podcast, and uh, everything over there. We always love our community on Good Pods. So we are over there. You can always leave us personalized messages on any of our episodes, and I do occasionally go in there and check them out. Um, so go 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 do that. Uh, William, you know, he ha- he just had a baby. And so he's come back as, you know, a, a dad, just like Ganondorf has for every being everybody's dad. And, and so he is more active on Twitter now. So feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. And we are over there. You can reach us directly. And we're fr- at Friday Night Gamers. And that's N-I-T-E-G-A-M-R-Z. But yeah, we'd love to hear back from you. Fantastic. Go check that out. Uh, we, we've done a few collabs uh, with Nick as well. Uh, and his, his content is fantastic uh, and yes, continues and to uh, grow in quality. It's a big inspiration for us here as well on, on these airwaves. So, yeah, when we, when we, pop, when we pop in Thank like you. once every 90 days, you're a big inspiration yeah. for why we do it. <laughs> exactly. Well, just the other day I was listening and I was like, man, you guys like – came in here swinging in the podcasting around me. I was like, dang, they're doing great things over there. <laughs> Well, yeah. uh, thank you, Jared. But we will now shift. Don't don't act like you're getting out of the praise train uh, here. It, it's your turn. Tell 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 the people where they can find you and your podcast and your other yeah. works. Well, you can find us on our brand new website, playalongpod.com is on there. And it has all of our content. All of our content from the beginning of their episode to now is there. Any new content we have is there. We've transferred all of our patreon stuff to the website so if you want to jump into some of our bonus content all that lives on the site now all of our socials as well playalongpod.com and playalongpod on instagram and twitter that's where we're at the site website is thank you jared great job i didn't even realize that happened right under our noses i didn't even realize that that's sick yeah it's there it's up uh, we use Look a service called Serial, so if any of you are looking to make, it's not like sponsored or anything, but if you're looking sure, yeah. to make a website, this one is tailored specifically to content creators and podcasters, and the guy that okay. runs the, the company worked really close directly with us, where if we needed help creating anything, he's like, don't worry, I'll do it for you, and he helped us out. He was a really cool dude, and he made our site, and it's been great. It's been a lot of fun, and it turned out really cool, so... Looks incredible, awesome. man! Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to update that in our in our links uh, whenever we publish this. But yeah, thank you two so much for coming on and joining Thanks us for, for this mammoth of an episode. 
once again. <laughs> uh, you know a game's special when, when the three-hour mark is hit, and this one isn't even fucking out yet, so... Uh, we will uh, good good omens all around. I, I think on this one. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, for us, uh, you guys know where you are if you're listening to this. Uh, we have our uh, we'll see you in October. Yep, yeah, see you see you in a few months. Uh, but but yeah, no, we'll we'll now. Oh, Eric's on your case now. Now now you can't stop. <laughs> but the school <laughs> he's gonna start tweeting at exactly. you guys. Too, too long. True. Now now long. we have a we drove him away. Yeah, we, we have now we have a community that's <laughs> that'll be like, hey, uh, get the fuck back here. So it, I mean, in all seriousness, I'm, I'm here regardless. Whenever you guys upload an episode, I'm like, day one, let's do it, let's go. We, we very much appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, and we, we hope you all uh, enjoyed it just as much uh, this episode with our with our fantastic guests here. Uh, our other socials will be in in the links down below. Twitter is is kind of the last one that we have that is like <laughs> indeed, but and even that is a ticking time bomb for when it's gonna burst into flames. So true. I was gonna say we don't have a website or anything, but we got our Twitter, we got our email in case you want to uh, throw anything our way. Uh, of course, uh, leave a review uh, should you uh, want. Oh, uh, excuse me. Uh, suggestions to come in. Be be a little gentle, but we, we love hearing the feedback. Uh, hearing the feedback is one of the seeing new reviews is like okay, people are still watching, people still care. So uh, that's one of the best ways you can support us, as well as uh, we have a Ko-Fi, which is still interesting to say. So uh, net. You know, never expected, always appreciated. Uh, we will always spend any money that is gained through that onto upgrading equipment like this fancy little beautiful mic here, uh, as well as uh, other stuff for the podcast specifically. So, but yeah, with that being said, one big, amazing, heartfelt thank you to our guests, Jared and Nick, uh, for coming on and giving their theories and sharing in the excitement with us as we near the release date of Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, we hope you guys had as much fun uh, talking about uh, this beautiful, scary, incredible, interesting game uh, as we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, once it's out, who fucking knows what types of, of shit we're gonna want to talk about? So may not be too yeah. may not be too much longer till you hear uh, till you see another three hour episode pop up on your feed. So stay tuned. But yeah, is there anything? Is there any last? words uh you guys would like to say before we uh before we shove off and give you guys your evenings back i think we're good you know i had a lovely time with you guys and again exactly like jared said anytime we want to do a follow-up episode on our experiences i am just a you know a discord message away and i'll be in there I'm gonna need a Absolutely. I'm gonna need an avenue to vent how I'm feeling and just gush. So this is perfect. Yeah, this this is the place to do it. Well, <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> well, all that being said, thank you all uh, so much for listening in today, and we will see you after Tears of the Kingdom releases. Have a good one, gamers. Yeah.